0: The following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions.
1: Welcome to the Tsunami Faithful Podcast, now sponsored by Akaicon, August 7th through 9th at the Cool Springs Convention Center in the Franklin Marriott Hotel. Go to Akaicon.com now for more information and how you can get tickets. The Tsunami Faithful Podcast starts now.
2: Hello and welcome to this very special episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. For one thing, we've made it to 160 episodes. Go us. But also, this is our big kill-a-kill send-off. And for that, we have our special guest. But first, allow me to introduce the rest of my hosts. And they're all here.
3: First up... Paul Pascrell, the founder of ToonamiFaithful.com.
4: And... He pack in Urkel, Darrell
3: Maddox.
4: <laughs> <laughs> New title. Just for this episode.
2: And
1: your esteemed announcer, Jim Nelson. And returning...
4: Jen, a.k.a. Tarzana. I'm back. Yay. Sexual Welcome
2: back. Yes. We're glad you got a microphone in short time.
4: I am too.
2: And lastly, but certainly not least... Our special guest, Alex Von David.
0: Hey guys, how's it going?
2: We're good. We're good. We're glad that you could make it.
0: No, thanks for having me on again.
2: This should this should be interesting. We don't usually have the guests on for more than a segment.
0: Well, I'm I'm all yours for however long you need me.
1: Oh well. Oh.
4: <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we'll
5: hey.
0: to so.
4: <laughs> he will never be the same after this podcast.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just like when I uh, sent the uh, Wicked City stuff to uh, Alex that one night.
0: (laughs) Oh, Oh, that was... You know what? I was looking for my DVD of that, and I can't find it.
1: You know what? I was looking for it, too, and And then uh, I think it was part of that uh, moving sale I had at the beginning of the year.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I must have, like... I must have gotten rid of it or loaned it to somebody. I don't loan. I don't loan movies to people mm. for this reason, because um, I either have to keep a list um, or I, even if I keep a list, sometimes I just don't get it back. Yeah. And I, that, I must have done that, um, which now pisses me off because, it's, I mean, you can't get it anymore.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, actually, the last time I loaned something out, I demanded collateral. So. <laughs> oh,
4: good call. So. Good call.
1: There so you got their soul? <laughs> I wish. Um I think I took the they um borrow one of my PS3 games and I borrow their and uh, as collateral I took their copy of Banjo-Kazooie on N64. So, <laughs> which yes, which good yeah. trade because Banjo-Kazooie's awesome. You could probably
0: get a shitload of money for it too now. No. Oh yeah. Banjo 2. banjo
1: tooie yes, Kazooie. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, well, if you want... Well, 2 ban- certainly
2: more rare, because it was later in the N64s.
1: If you, yeah. want mad, if you want Mad Bank, you just look at the prices of the English versions of Mega Man X2 and X3 on Super Nintendo. Oh, Third seriously? Point, yeah. Oh my <laughs> X3 God. you can't find for less than 300 bucks. Oh, my that, God. That came out, like, in 1996. <laughs> like, it's, long it's after pretty the, absurd. Yeah, it's... So that's why I'm just gonna buy the Japanese version. and I beat X three. You can get those on the virtual console too. So yeah, but I like having the actual cartridge.
0: Damn straight.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
0: remember. I remember playing X three like, God, at a friend's house. I remember what the cartridge looks like too. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, I wonder if he still got it. Ooh. i'm gonna call him after this podcast and find out rob him <laughs> <laughs> and be like yo hey yo guy do you have that copy of the wicked city it might have been him it might have been him really
5: <laughs>
3: be like, and then yeah, i want, I it.
0: want it.
1: that's fantastic
0: compensation, Give it back. compensation. <laughs>
1: Now what you what you do is you have uh, Erica there, and it's like, yeah, I still got that copy of Wicked City. You have Erica go give it back in the Ryu uh, in a Ryuko voice. Bravo, Bravo. <laughs>
2: All right, we got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. And to change things up a little bit, because we know that the kill the kill conversation will be lengthy. Alex also is the ADR director and scriptwriter for. Sword Art Online 2, so we've got him here for that recap as well. So first up, our Sword Art Online 2 recap. Sword Art Online 2, Episode 17, Excalibur. As we return to the battlefield, they are joined by Freya, as previously mentioned in the last recap, and she is actually helping them in the fight with her uh, lightning powers. But they're not having very much luck defeating the big boss here. They figure out that they need to summon up the Holy Hammer.
1: You know the one. Mjolnir. <laughs> Mjolnir.
4: Yes, thank you for yes. pronouncing it, because Think I ha- cannot.
1: <laughs> Think Halo.
4: <laughs> thank the so, rails knowledge of Norse mythology.
2: Yes, thank you. So Kirito uses a lightning attack to kind of summon it up out of the area. And they hand it to Freya who then transforms into Thor.
1: She's a he!
5: Dude looks like a lady! <laughs> no a nut check kind of the,
2: With the help of Thor, they manage to defeat the big boss, and the whole place is crumbling down, so they run after, down to get to Excalibur. And for a moment, it doesn't look like Kirito's going to be able to pull it out, but, of course, he pulls it out. <laughs> Kirito can always pull out. Uh, <laughs> too, easy, too
1: easy i know didn't that's do that you. with asana though <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: and that's where yui came from right? oh. <laughs> no no this this is such a simple episode how do we go so lewd <laughs> yeah. Rude, so they think. are escaping but the whole place is coming down and for some reason the quest isn't finishing up and kirito cannot select and uh Uh, equip Excalibur or add it to his inventory. And he's really bummed about that. And they have to jump to Tonki to get off of this uh, floating area that is now crashing to the ground. So they jump to Tonki, and Kirito gives up Excalibur, knowing that he can't manage the weight and jump. But, as he lets it uh, land down in the lower platform, Sinon thinks that she can grab it with an arrow, and sure enough she pulls it off. But She's not gonna just give it to Kirito. No, no, no,
1: no. She's gonna Everybody give it, now, it to Kirito. She's gonna
2: give it to <laughs> Kirito. And just remember, they're good friends. And she tells him every time that he uses the sword, he has to think of her. There are too many
3: euphemisms there. I don't. I, I love how like all the women are like have this like pissed off face, and in the middle is Asuna, awesome, and they're there, like. I'm going to fucking kick her ass. <laughs> she doesn't
5: say anything. She, doesn't, no, she needs to step up her game. Dina,
2: SAO
1: catfights. Gina looks at him
2: like... Mm.
3: <laughs> yeah, Asuna doesn't need to say anything by now. We know.
2: But, you know, that's just how it works in, in these kinds of stories where one girl one-ups all the others and they're all so jelly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> jelly like a felly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Also, Klein gets kicked in the face because Kiri, cause he uh, spoke the truth about Kirito's harem. <laughs> yeah. It was rather uncalled for, Kirito. We, yeah. we got it. Hell,
4: Klein is part of that fucking harem, though. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: Greatest bro man's sword on online. line.
2: Well, now they have uh, seemingly a new place to hang out as a giant tree grew out of the wreckage.
1: That was Yggdrasil. Yggdrasil, yes.
2: And... Before the quest ends, because Kirito technically does not have Excalibur yet, he's just holding it, uh, Erd comes down with her uh, associates, Verdandi and Skuld, and they thank them for completing the quest, and they allow Kirito to accept Excalibur into his inventory. But, uh, you know, Klein, having lost his last fake girlfriend... Is now already looking for the next one and he uh, asks Gold for her number because mm-hmm. you know, but but she gives him kind of a, a wink or or whatever. Whatever, and in that moment, Liz says that she respects Klein for even as <coughs> a bit of a dork.
1: Respect Klein campaign successful, also <laughs>
4: Klein X Liz. I mean, can you be mad at Klein, man? The dude literally got catfished, man. <laughs> <laughs> Serious, that was like the greatest. Yep. <laughs> yep. Hey,
3: I, I gotta say <clears throat> something. If this wasn't, if this wasn't the kill the kill send off, that should be the title of the podcast right now.
0: <laughs> Klein got catfished. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I wanted to, I wanted to use that as Liz's line. Um, <laughs> the problem, but the problem and it's funny you guys brought it up because that's totally what happened. Um, but the problem was, is, um, that term is that going to be around five years from now? And so it was one of those things where it was like, Oh, I, I, I won't even, I won't even bother, you know, trying to see if I can work it around because it was, it was one of those moments. Like if Liz couldn't say it, then somebody could have said it somewhere. Mm. Um, might have i mean uh, i couldn't even find the right piece of dialogue where i could sort of squeeze something like that in as far as adaptation goes i don't i don't want to stray too far away from the original intention right but you know it was one of those things where it was like damn it i wish
2: (laughs) 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 isn't this supposed to be taking place in 2025 or something like that Mm.
0: yeah yep yeah who knows yeah, who knows? It, it may have, have been even uh,
2: f- further than that. I forget the exact date, but it's it's not anytime soon. No,
1: no. it's
2: at least at least a decade away. Yeah. yeah.
1: Then again, they said that about Back to the Future regarding 2015. Now here we are. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's true.
2: So before we fully wrap up this episode, we return to Agil's cafe, and I'm kind of worried about Agil because he didn't seem to move that entire scene. <laughs> Somebody
1: call the medic. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> Here. Um, I happen to have my feet nailed to the floor. Could somebody give me a hand with that? <laughs> Agile, you're not in the game anymore. You you can move.
0: That was one of the disappointments for me, too. I, I thought that... Because um, he wish, didn't say anything, huh? Well, well, it's not that he didn't say anything there, but throughout like pretty much all of this second season, it was pretty... like There was no Agil in it, really. Um, he just came in to sort of... You know, talk to Asuna and Kirito about how the other levels are going to be opening up. But but still, I kind of missed having Engel around. It was you know, it was kind of it kind of I was kind of like ah shit. And I know Patrick, you know,
1: (laughs) I mean we saw him for all of
0: maybe three hours that whole season.
1: (laughs) Just like (laughs) new hashtag hashtag respect Patrick sites. Yeah, totally.
4: (laughs) It was thing. Well, okay. like, he was just a spirit guide at that point. Well, yeah, but still, it's kind of like I really like
0: that character, and 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 you know, Patrick. I, I love working with Patrick on anything. Really, it's he's always a blast to 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 work with. So, uh, it's you know, it was one of those things where it's like, damn it, no Agil, damn it, no Patrick.
1: That is just go Patrick in. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: you you could have maybe had him be like
2: a minor side character. <laughs>
0: yeah they could have done Maybe. something I don't know the way they the way the way they put together um, the show sword art or at least the first the first half of the first season were all these little side stories and they sort of crammed them in together to that you know for that one like 15 16 episode arc or whatever that was Eincraft
1: to be quite um, honest I really liked that <laughs> Pardon me for interrupting but I liked <laughs> I liked that structure.
0: No, it gave it a certain velocity that was really kind of like... Like, you were never bored. Um, um, it
1: was not just velocity, but also personality. Because it felt like it wasn't just about Toe. It was this entire ensemble cast. That was one thing I really wish Sword Art had followed through more on, was like more of an ensemble cast. And kind of kind of mirroring Dot Hacks' sign, in a way.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, is that is that pretty much how everybody feels about Sword Art?
1: Um... It depends. It depends. You know. Well, yeah.
0: a- aside aside from the usual bullshit, I mean, <laughs> do, do a lot of people think that maybe it would have been cooler had it been chopped up like that? Well, or because like, because because I felt like Eincred was too short. If anything, well, I felt like Eincred was should have been yeah. full season. Yeah, yeah.
3: I, I think it should have. I, I really think that part should have had a little bit more to it. Hmm. Yeah, but my I didn't have a problem with it until they got to the. The boss at the end that just felt like it was rushed it was yeah like, oh, oh i killed him and then it's just like wait a minute why did that take two seconds yeah and, it, and why did you die and then come back to life and kill him
0: <laughs> it was yeah it was um you know i i i can't speak obviously for the production committee or anything like that as to what their choices were um, right but i, I don't know going into it if they thought it was going to be as big a deal as it was when it started airing. Mm. So they might have changed things up, you know, halfway through it, or, you know, tried to wrap it up because they knew that um, the uh, Alfheim arc was going to be uh, what it ended up becoming. Um, so it's it, it's kind of, personally, I don't think the the final battle was too rushed, but, but in the context of how short that arc was, um, I think, yeah, I think it might, have, it might have done with a little bit more action or something, just a little bit more fighting, just so that it, it was a little more cathartic for everyone. Although, you know, even saying that, um, I mean, I, my judgment is always peppered with <laughs> the fact that, I mean, I was living with that thing, like, you know, line by line for so long, that I sort of had my own sort of excuses for things. Mm. Um, yeah, so maybe I should just stop talking.
1: No, it's okay. <laughs> no, you're, hey, your justification is as good as any. Um, mm. My so be- you, can, you
3: can keep talking. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I give you permission, okay, Alex? I give you
1: permission. Okay? Well, here's my thing, Alex, and I think you might have seen it from my uh, Twitter feed, is that it feels like when you go full bore the way the Aincrad arc went with, um, you know, to my knowledge, this is the first. Uh, this is the first, and still the only show that actually has the "die in the game, die in real life" uh, sort of caveat. Um, Dot Hack kind of wimped out by having characters in "quote unquote" comas and all that. Right. And um, in lo- a similar series uh, that has that was released <coughs> by Sentai Filmworks called Log Horizon. Um, mm. There's no permadeath in that game, in that um, show either. Uh, so when you have something. That really does set it apart. It's maddening that they got away from it, and it's also kind of—it's really disappointing. Cause plot holes and other things aside, regarding the Ironcrad arc, I was still able to enjoy it as kind of a. Ooh, hit my hit the mic. Um, I was still able to enjoy it as a popcorn anime. You know what I'm saying?
0: Oh, got it, got it. No, that's a, that's totally. I totally get where you're coming from. Yes, yeah, so I think every, I think Sword Art started with like the big gnarly concept like mm. right off the bat and then it it's 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 sort of tapered off into um dealing with like characters issues mm-hmm. like s- specific characters and that became sort of the focus of it mm-hmm. um not to interrupt so continue no, okay. sorry
1: uh, no that's a valid point um, but yeah, like you said, um, our former uh, host, Jose, brought up a great point when he was um, addressing a Tumblr question about, about uh, where Sword Art probably should have gone. And for the second season, instead of going back into a game, like a better in-depth, um, like this is where the ensemble cast thing really would have worked. As if they kind of, you know, made it more of a character study of like all these characters and how they were dealing with getting out of sword art and how they, you know, how they had to deal with uh, the PTSD from the trauma, the the trauma from the situation. And I really think that would have worked. I mean, um, it wouldn't have made for for good action, but at the same time, uh, sometimes you have to know when to throttle back. And I feel a humongous opportunity was missed to throttle back. For sword art and really get into it. it really get into what was going on not just in kirito's head but uh asana why um all these uh elizabeth all these other characters that we saw and got to know in uh in the uh Aincrad arc and i yeah. feel that would have been so much better a direction to go than just yeah. um and to be fair they did mention it in the uh in um the uh, Death Gun arc. Uh, the problem is, I, I feel like they only gave it lip service. They mm. they didn't they didn't explore it, the way they could have and probably should have. And I feel like they didn't also didn't handle the PTSD like in general. I feel uh, like they didn't handle the PTSD thing in a. They could have handled it a little bit more respectfully, in my regard. Uh,
0: instead of instead of the hysterical
1: right right, right. cuz i've got i've had friends who have been to and come back from war and they've and you know they don't have like you know vietnam ptsd and stuff like that but they do like carry stuff with them that oh, yeah. you, you can tell they're carrying stuff with them that's not apparent with Kirito, and for most of the series it is for most of that arc it isn't apparent with Sinon, and i'm i'm thinking as a guy who knows these people and they're thinking I'm sorry I feel like I'm making this a witch hunt but
0: um... no 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 these are these are valid valid criticisms this is your your perception of what you saw mm-hmm. that's yeah so keep going mm-hmm.
1: keep going yeah so uh, thank you so uh, yeah I would
2: say we definitely need to have Alex back on to further <laughs> discuss <laughs> sword art online out the wazoo
1: <laughs> yeah, no, this, yeah, is, yeah. No, this is the most respectful conversation I have had with sword art in quite some time and it's I get to And we get to talk about it beyond, uh, you know, the plot holes and the things that make me go, yeah, you know,
0: I mean, well, this is what I was saying. This is what I was saying last time I was on with you guys. It's Mm. like one of the things that upsets me about about everything that's going on about sword art is people just sort of lose their civility. Mm. And honestly, if you dig deep enough, you can find plot holes in goddamn near anything. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's kind of like it's it, it's become a it's it's into its own entertainment online mm. where you know the haters and the fans whoever's like lobbing balls back and forth at each other they're just kind of it's just like a constant state of one-upsmanship oh yeah you think that ha- that that's really cool oh that you think that explains it well what happens with you know and it turns into just like a bunch of fucking kids arguing
1: a piss contest oh, in other yeah, words yeah <laughs> it's just yeah like,
4: they lose that every time with me because I've broken a lot of shit down from a psychological. Um, analysis and they couldn't refute that shit even if they wanted
0: to no and it's you know what it's totally like when you do dig at it deep enough and if you do have experience with certain issues and stuff yeah some things will fall short ultimately though um i mean working on sword art and stuff um we try to Inject a, a, a more serious tone for for Bryce's performance. Mm. Um, to, so we kind of like leveled him off when we when we could, um, because I kind of, I mean, I have I have a relative who's got hardcore PTSD, mm. and um, he cannot he cannot be places. Um, like he will be fine one second, and then the next second he's got to get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what triggered it. Um, he is not communicative about about the issue. He is um, he is not on his meds anymore. Oh man, um, that's not good. Yeah, so, no, it's, good. it's 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 yeah, it's tearing it's tearing us apart as a family watching this, but we can't help him, and and the VA cannot help him either. Man. and it's <sighs> and and so when I got to the when I got to Gun Gale and started working on it, I. It was it was one of those it was bring it was bringing up a lot of those feelings and even though Sinon and and Kitito the way they deal with things, I mean, my experience is is more along with what Kirito's going through where he's doesn't kind of talk about it, um, and so for Bryce it was like there were moments when yeah his character would get have more personality and stuff and we played it that, mm-hmm. but there were the quieter moments in between where things would get serious and we would kind of. <laughs> we would kind of flatten out the performance together to make it feel like his voice was a little deeper to try and put across the fact that he was changed. He was different. He was, he was, he was older, Mm -hmm. you know? So, but ultimately, unless you have the plot beats, the plot points to sort of support a thorough explanation of something like that, or a thorough exploration of something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It can come up short for a lot of people. I could totally see that.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, my um, Alex, my favorite series is Evangelion. People have been picking that series apart for the better part of 20 years now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah,
0: And they're, they're never going to stop.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no.
0: Yeah. The philosophy and, and the ugh, it's that that show is so dense. I can't fucking watch it. anymore.
1: No. Um, well, as a quick aside, uh, Crispin Freeman does uh, have a mythology and meaning uh, panel that he does at conventions. Oh, yeah. And um, he has one of his uh, performances dedicated to how the symbolism in Evangelion doesn't make sense and how it actually is more of a reflection of the, of Hideaki Anno's mental state at the time. Yeah. Uh, we talked
0: the... about that once and we were, <laughs> yeah, we were working on um, like disappearance of Hada here or something. I forget mm. what it was. And we were just, <laughs> he started going into it <laughs> and it was uh yeah, I mean, he had a lot of interesting things to say about it, and a lot of those things are kind of like, "Wow, really?" Is that?
1: <laughs> he's s- mind-bogglingly like, smart.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, no, I mean, he's a, I mean, he's definitely a student of, of mythology, of all sort of, 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 of world mythology, um, and yeah, I mean, talking to him for for a minute with mythology turns, in, or about mythology turns into like a fifteen-minute, just like, "Oh my God, okay, yeah, 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 uh-huh."
1: Speak more. I must hear more of that voice.
0: (laughs) It's, no, it's, 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 he's, uh, he's really entertaining to listen to. Um, and and the way he's broken it down into, into the chunks that he's, that he gives you is very, yeah, if if anybody has a chance to, to catch one of those panels or something when he does that, it's pretty eye opening. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I've, I've read the Joseph Campbell things. I mean, you know, in film school, it was kind of like, yeah, just as a, kid i used to read mythology all the time and stuff um but a lot of that stuff was you know is just percolating in my head you know you don't really have anybody to talk to about it um i certainly am not as articulate as crispin is on the subject that's for damn sure
1: <laughs> i don't think um, anyone is
0: <laughs> yeah i mean um but it's it, it it's really great uh, it was really great to to talk to him or or to just listen to him you know expound on a couple of of things and theories and stuff like that. And so it was, you know, it was one of those things where it was kind of like, oh, cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's, it was, it was discovery time basically.
1: Yeah. 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 Oh my God. That got, off, that got off track, but I liked it. <laughs> yeah. What were you talking about? <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. Swordheart.
2: <laughs> to finish up this episode, they're hanging out at the cafe, right? So they're hanging out at the cafe and Kazuto is showing Sugaha and Shino his test for a device that converts real life, uh, real-time life, real footage into pseudo-3D so that Yui can interact with them in the real world, because this is apparently something that Kazuto is now studying. So, hey, good for him for
0: having a goal.
2: Mechatronics.
0: <laughs> it is going to help him in this next arc. It's going to help not him, but it's going to help someone else in this next arc. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. so this is all set up for the next arc, really. Yep. And Kirito...
2: Uh, not necessarily begrudgingly, but kind of gets strong armed into paying for all the meals. So, let it be known that uh, if you are the head of the harem, you dates pay the bills <laughs>
4: you you pay the pay the bill. to be <laughs> yep. yeah. the boss.
1: Ha- if you're the head of the harem, make sure you got a cushy government job like Cutie Toe does. <laughs> <laughs> yep. exactly.
0: Exactly.
2: So, real quick, let's read off uh, some Toonami talkbacks. Oh, let one. me let me
0: let me do it. Let me do this for you. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. Good. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. No, these, like these.
2: Are, these are all positive. Okay. Good. <laughs> SL the FMA writes in: Klein's girl turned into a dude. Poor guy just can't win, can he? The Xiang arc was fun, and now for the great Mother's Rosario arc.
0: Hope it doesn't disappoint you. <laughs>
2: KJ Senpai writes in. Good to know that the girl Klein lusted after was actually Old Man Joseph.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Old Man Epcar. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was
2: masterful
0: casting. <laughs> yeah, you got to got to give props to Mommy at Bang Zoom for that. Um, she was the one who brought him in on that. Mm-hmm. Marvelous. God of Marvelous. Thunder.
1: Two ways. He's Thor and he's also Raiden in Mortal Kombat.
0: Yep. Yep, I don't know if that had anything to do with the casting decision because I mean Epcard, I mean he's just like a slam dunker, you know. Oh yeah. So it's kind of like if you get him in the right part, I mean he's just gonna blow it to shreds. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, when I found out it, he was he was gonna be uh, Thor, I was like, <laughs> bring it,
1: you know, <laughs> like wow. What'd you use? Your standard issue big hammer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Now, you did also mention that the scream for Freya was all pretty much all Mela Lee.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, in a situ- well, uh, she did the heavy lifting, obviously. Her voice has to get deep enough or start yeah. deep enough and sort of stay in a deeper register. And then, yeah, and then we, uh, Mike Brooks, our editor, uh, sorry, our uh, our mixer, um, then uh, filtered it out a little bit. And yeah, what you hear is, yeah. I mean, Mela's, uh, she's a, I think I tweeted it out. She's a professional singer. Um, and and she she can handle her voice like nobody's business. Um, especially when she's doing something that has like that kind of arcing thing like a scream or a yell or something like that. It's um, well just listen to her performances and anything she's done. She's very uh, she she can control her voice like nobody's business. Cool. Just a
2: handful more? Well actually just three more. Michael Morris writes in, Sinon's like, I'm top waifu. And the other harem members are not pleased.
5: <laughs>
2: he, in fact, referenced the picture where they're staring at her like, I'm going to get you. <laughs> Though they're not actually, I don't think they're actually mad at Sinon. They're mad at Kirito.
5: Because no. that's
2: how this works. Mike x 89 says, bros don't kick bros in the faces for any reason. That's how you make yourself look like a jackass. Hashtag respect client.
1: <laughs> like I Granted, said Klein paid the price for speaking the truth. Sorry.
2: I mean, in Kiritos defense, his hands were tied, but come on man. Kick in the face?
0: Sheesh. Oh, it's all good between those guys. It's a game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: And the next, yeah. thing, uh, next thing Klein knows, he wakes up and he's missing a couple teeth and he's got a shiner the size of Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> and, that,
0: and that spins sword of off into a whole thing. Oh my god, what you do in the game does affect what happens to you in real life.
1: Exactly. It becomes the Matrix. That's what happens. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now this last
2: one's interesting, submitted by Mr. Tibb. I'd like to think the Caliber arc is a hint at a bigger story involving Kayaba and the Cardinal system, but I don't know.
1: Hmm. Well, Maybe keep watching. Be...
0: <laughs> wow. Keep watching. Keep watching. Who keep knows? watching until episode 24. <laughs> you know, the, the, very, the very end of episode 24, we'll, we'll ask a lot more questions along those lines.
2: All right. Fair enough. So, as I said earlier, clearly we have to have you on to discuss SAO once again.
1: When the time comes. Oh, yeah. But, My pleasure. We've will got to get on to the main event. I was going to say, we'll have them on again as well when they finally bring Madoka to Toonami. Oh. <laughs> will they ever? I doubt it. I hope so. I've been hoping since 2012.
0: Yeah, you were saying on Twitter the other day, and I was like, that would be so cool, but, I mean, is it a show for Toonami? Does it yeah. fit their, their little, you know,
1: their... Their ammo. Have they even seen it? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good question.
0: question. I would hope so. I'm sure they're aware of it, because that because everybody there seems to be um pretty savvy as to you know what's popular amongst the fans and stuff, and I'm sure they must have checked it out. Mm.
2: Alright, here it is. Let us begin the final killer kill recap. It's
1: the final killer kill. La kill. <laughs> <laughs> Go home, Jim. You're drunk. No, I'm not.
4: <laughs>
2: you know what he's like when he's drunk.
4: <laughs> Stop making me feel <laughs> bad again. feel out.
2: Kill the kill. Episode twenty four. Past the infinite darkness. Raggio uses Shinra Koket's powers to negate the effects of everyone else's life fibers. She then revives the original life fiber. As a to use it to fuse with everyone, but Zenkets, who is immune to Ragyo's ability, manages to knock Ray out of Kokets and restore everyone's power. This allows the Elite Four and Nui's speech to destroy the satellite uplink, while Ryuko and Satsuki deal the critical blow to Ragyo. However, Nui then fuses herself with the original Life Fiber and combines with Ragyo, enabling her to launch into space, where she activates the satellite manually, covering the world in life fiber cocoons. Ryuko absorbs her allies' Goku uniforms to form Senket's Kisaragi and battle Ragyo out in space. <coughs> They're not having very good luck fighting Ragyo at this level, but they realize that Senket's can absorb the powers of the Shinra Kokets, including the absolute submission power. So that's what she does and takes all the power away from Ragyo. Refusing to surrender, Ragyo kills herself by ripping out and destroying her own heart. Senket uses the last of his strength to return Ryuko to safe, safely to Earth, where she reunites with her friends and family. With the world now free to wear whatever clothes they want, Ryuko begins a new life with Mako and Satsuki.
1: On a date! <laughs> well, at least with Mako.
2: <laughs> and let us all have a moment for Senkets. <laughs> What no taps?
1: Oh, oh god. god. <laughs> no, no, don't don't no, do, don't, it.
2: Don't, don't don't, do don't, it. Don't do it.
1: Don't do it. Not now. No, oh come on. No, 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 no. You're not breaking out into a song while I'm here.
4: Stop it. Stop it! Oh.
3: You realize the more you talk. <laughs>
2: I'm going to have to manually adjust the volume on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that a was of, a hell of a send off. Yes. Yeah, a lot
2: of crazy things happened in a short period of time in this one episode. So it was kind of hard to drink it all in. But, oh, come uh, on. It was I drank it all in.
1: Oh, come oh, on. It's part of everybody... the course for Kill the Kill. <laughs>
2: oh, It is. It is. Definitely. Without a doubt. It also felt like a, a major. Homage sent up to tons of previous Gynex series. Dude, it was definitely Guren
4: Logan spiraled life fiber power, dude.
2: Yes, definitely <laughs> some Gurren Logan in there. I felt like there was some Gunbuster two in there. Definitely, I some think Gunbuster. the the bunny ears was from uh,
1: what what was that original Gynex? Oh otaku no video. No wait, no that wasn't it. It was um daikon four. Yeah, Daikon four. Daikon yeah. four. Yep. Ooh, I don't yeah, I think
2: that that was all. All related to that. Yeah,
1: I'm a Gynax fan. That's how I know.
2: <laughs> so definitely a lot of homages in there for uh, to to Gynax, where Trigger was born.
4: Yeah, Trigger. They do anime right.
2: <laughs> so first up, Jen. What did you think of the finale of Kill la Kill?
5: I thought it was fantastic. My favorite scene was at the end when they caught Ryuko falling from the sky and they're all cuddling each other naked.
3: <laughs> <laughs> of course it would be your that. favorite scene. <laughs> it
5: was. And the little date at the end was just super cute. I cried. I literally cried at the end. Oh, So sweet.
2: How can you not feel something when she says goodbye
1: to
0: Senkets? I
1: know. I was holding back tears that entire night between uh, the – between. Uh, Kill the Kill and uh, Chrono Trigger for SGDQ. <laughs> <laughs> mister Jarrell, what did you?
4: Ah, uh, as always, you know, got a little Ryoku, uh, you know, looking like Super Bunny Girl with the, you know, uh, the tight, tight thong on, man, just whooping ass and then falling back to earth butt ass naked, you know. That's how all guys want something to happen, man. <laughs> you just want a girl that ne- magically appeared naked into your arms. <laughs> But overall, you know, I kind of like, you know, my biggest reference is Gurren Lagann because that's what I saw the most of. But I just enjoyed it, though, because it was an over-the-top series. And I was like, you didn't get a fucked up ending on this one.
1: No, it actually, it was a Gainax series that ended. <laughs>
4: exactly. It ended, but it ended the right way. It didn't end like Al Noah Zero. Like... <laughs> <laughs> <Thank
5: you. laughs>
4: Don't worry about it. It's long story. i later.
2: <laughs> While it was an unconventional story, it did end appropriately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It ended.
4: <laughs> yeah. It had an so Yeah. And people were clubbed at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at some, I could have done without that. I know, ah. right? Uh, it just—it was just a reminder. Just no more still on
2: living naked for you know forever.
5: Hey, right? they said you can wear what you want. You don't have to wear anything then. It's true.
2: Exactly. I Great did like it. Sabugo said. I miss my pants. Thank God. I miss my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, what are your
4: thoughts?
3: Uh the same thing. Really, it's just that the whole thing was the whole episode was really good. It—it it had a campy feel to me.
4: Really? <laughs> no, not really.
3: <laughs> I saw i am still wondering how they were able to get away with that nakedness
2: throughout that whole scene. Ours is not after to ask. <laughs> no. After and midnight, just, no nips.
5: just shut
4: up and enjoy it. Apparently, <laughs>
2: apparently no nips makes it okay. Yep. <laughs> you know? no there cool. would be uh, lots and lots of sensor bars. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't really feel like anything of that regard when that scene was happening. It was like, they're naked. Okay.
1: It's a natural state of being. Why do we fear it? Why do we condemn yeah. it so?
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's weird that they didn't have nipples. <laughs> that's, that's weird.
1: But. but then again, how is that any less weird than, you know, your standard issue Barbie doll? True. Anatomically
4: incorrect.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Broadcast standards. Broadcast standards. Mm.
4: I don't have standards, sir. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you, well, then you'd appreciate it. When, when, uh, when in the... Um, I don't know if you guys noticed it, um, but in the um, when everybody's when when Ragyo shows up at the stadium at Honoji Academy and starts cocooning everybody, Mataro, who's wearing he's he does he isn't wearing the the, um, yeah. the outfit that everyone was supposed to wear. He actually painted it he on painted his body. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so if you look really closely, nuts dick.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they showed his joke. actually, oh, it's I noticed parts actually,
0: it's I
1: there. noticed um they gave uh guts uh nuts and a dick as well yep. <laughs> towards the end there, yep, I yep. just caught that
0: they get away with what they can get away with,
1: which is apparently animals and
2: small children <laughs> and little boys <laughs> and little boys, <laughs> yeah. Well, that takes me <laughs> back to back when, very briefly, Cartoon Network played uncut episodes of Dragon Ball Z, which does happen to have some child nudity in it.
1: The original Dragon Ball has lots of it. Oh, <laughs> oh seriously? Just, uh, son Goku, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, because oh, Goku uh... was, like, raised in the woods. He, he uh-huh. doesn't have any modesty.
5: But he didn't know what was what. He thought everyone was a guy.
1: Yeah.
2: Right.
1: right. <laughs> oh, wow. Rough. Oh, yeah. Oh, go back and watch it. Is it... <laughs> I don't know if I should, because that's...
5: <laughs> I
2: mean, be, that's... Don't, don't watch it for the child testicles, but... <laughs> well,
0: that's, that's the only reason I'd go back and watch it now, but now it's kind of like, ew, that's gross. I uh... so You're no. literally
2: watching it for the balls.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to do that.
1: <laughs> I guess you could say that this show is The Nuts.
2: Yeah! <laughs> It's like a Starfire thing to say.
4: <laughs> yeah, considering that is a bike ball in people. <laughs> so, Alex,
0: what are your thoughts on the ending of Kill Kill? Oh, I mean, it was sad to go through again, um, this time publicly. Um, it was, you know, it was bizarre. At the beginning of the week, I was—I kind of made a decision that I wasn't going to tweet um I was just going to you know just let the show play and let people have fun with it whatever. Um and then I think uh Anaplex tweeted that me and some of the cast were going to be tweeting along for the finale and I was like, Oh, <laughs> why do you do this to me?" <laughs> well, it was it was you know it's 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 cool to do, but um as evidenced from the Sword Art broadcast on Saturday or Sunday morning, um Sometimes the I, I, I kind of knew that this was happening, but sometimes the tweeting will distract everyone um, I, I know that that's kind of fun for people to tweet along with the show and stuff, but sometimes people miss things like important pieces of dialogue or you know something that something that really should be paid attention to um, and and so that's why I thought you know what Kill the Kill seems to be a special show for everybody. I know it was special to me. Um, so why don't we, why don't I just leave everyone alone? Just, just maybe tweet and say, Hey, I, Hey guys, I'm not going to be on tonight. I just want you guys to enjoy the show. and you know, I'll see you next week or whatever, or, or come back on for Sordar cause that's still going on. And if anybody wants to talk or ask questions, they can. Um, but then the, you know, Anaplex did the tweet and I was like, Oh, well, okay, whatever. I'll just, I'll do it. Um, and it was great seeing everybody's responses to things and stuff in between. But I, there were moments when I when I stopped paying attention to what was going on online and I'd be watching the show and then I'd be like, oh, I remember something that happened here. And I'd start writing it and then I'd look up and that moment was passed. And then another moment came up and so I'd erase what I was going to tweet and then started writing something else. <laughs> and so it, it became one of those things where it, it was – it was sad because I couldn't communicate the things that I wanted to communicate when I should have communicated them. And I, and then I thought, okay, well I'll stay up for the West coast. And I, again, I tried to <laughs> tried to get my tweets out in time, but they weren't working because it was just, it, it was one of those things. Snuck up on you. Yeah. I mean, it was like I was watching it and just getting into it and just saying goodbye to it again. You know, I'd already oh. done it three times. I, I I did it last year at the end of last year when, you know, our last very last session was with Erica. And so we all said goodbye to it then. And we had a little party where we were uh, like a wrap party a few weeks later. And um, the cast actually got to get together and sit in this huge mixing stage and watch some of the episodes together. And that was like amazing. So I, you know, that that was kind of one another goodbye for me. Um, when we were mixing the final episodes, that was another goodbye for me. Um, and then again, you know, saying goodbye again to it like that, it was, it was a little, uh, it was a little grueling, you know, it's, uh, it, cause it's, it's not that this show, it's not that I put any more effort into this show than I do everything I do. Um, because I mean, when I commit to, to working on an anime, I am I go full bore. I try and make it work um, as best as I can in English. And, um, you know, the actors, I, you know, we all try and make it work as best as we can. But I think something about this show, it's something I can't articulate. Um, but the end of this show um, definitely impacted me a lot more than I thought it would, considering the show is so or this, considering the show can be so silly and over the top and crazy. Um, you know, it's, it, I felt, I felt kind of like, ugh, now I just want to go to sleep. Maybe that's why I felt so <laughs> fucked up yesterday. I don't know. You know, it's kind of like, it's a whole lot of things. And also we, we, you know, we just finished sword art. So, I mean, literally we watched the final mix last week of the, of the last four or three or four episodes of it. And I mean, that just was brutal. So it was like ugh, too, too, too emotional, too emotional.
1: Yeah. Mm. So what are you going to do now, Alex? I'm going to Disney World.
0: Yeah, no, unfortunately not. I mean, <laughs> I'm actually I'm uh, I didn't think I was going to be doing any anime for the rest of the year. Um, And something came up. And so now I'm, I've started working on that. I, I wish I could talk to you guys about it. But the client prefers that I don't mention what it is. Um, until they do their announcement, um, so uh, f- sorry about that. But i've I've been trying to I've been trying to catch up with that show, and 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 I've and I just finished one of the scripts for it. Um, it's a show that I'm not going to be writing myself for the most part. Um, just the first couple of episodes, um, and then I'm going to be kind of co-writing it. I guess you could say um, yeah. we're going to have another writer doing it. And then I'm going to go in and tweak whatever they're doing before we get into the studio and then um, tr- just try and make sure that everything's everything's cool. let play
4: um, with our goddamn emotions like that, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Playing goddamn emotions, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. T- again,
0: I, I wish I could I wish I could tell you guys because this would be a hell of a place to actually say, oh, this is the next thing I'm working on, um, because I think you guys might be excited for it.
1: Um, but. I mean, yeah, uh oh, stupid NDAs. Yeah, oh, client. Okay.
4: I am so happy, Alex, that y'all are doing a revision of La Blue Girl.
1: She <laughs> <laughs> had to make the joke. Okay, so now that our La Blue Girl uh references uh, <laughs> reference uh, quota has been met for this episode.
3: Jim's just like oh my god, help <laughs>
1: You knew every it was I knew it was girl, coming. It's like a Ronda Rousey armbar. I know it's coming. <laughs> I just don't know when or where.
4: <laughs> oh God, comments. <sighs> well, oh, and by
0: the way, I'm, I, I, I was letting you guys finish. I didn't want to interrupt when you guys were um, sharing your thoughts on the show. Um, has everybody shared their thoughts on, on the finale? I don't
1: know if yeah. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I so. Go, go. Oh, I, I, Jim, I, I, go ahead. Okay. Wait, I can um, wait. Okay. Um, I thought uh, this entire show was just a caffeine addled uh, roller coaster ride where the coaster only had one speed and that was uh, full at like a 90 degree grade. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was um, um, It was just a fun show to watch through and through. The dub was superlative. Um, I loved how every, seemingly everyone in the cast was there and, uh, saying wonderful things. I was, I even talked with, uh, David Vincent about it, uh, last year at, uh, another anime convention in New Hampshire. Yes, that's the name of the con. And Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's signed my first two volumes w- of, um, Kill a Kill on Blu-ray. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Him and Patrick Seitz, cause they were both there. And, nice. uh, oh yeah. Oh, they're wonderful people. So, um. Oh boy um, I really don't know what else I can say that hasn't already been said about uh, kill a kill. Um, it's just it's just fun, you know I mean a lot of people like to talk about you know people having double standards for sword art and kill a kill but I'd say the big difference for me is that I find kill a kill to be a lot more fun and actually almost like a parody of itself when you think about it. Yep, and that's, it is. That's the whole thing is that there's this undercurrent of parody, and not everything gets to that, out the edge moment, you know? <laughs>
5: right, right. So,
1: that's and I I don't know. There's a I mean I loved Space Dandy. I have a relationship with Space Dandy that I likely will never have with another anime again. But um, regarding Kill a Kill, um, it has, um, it. Uh, even when it was streaming, it captured me. But I decided to drop the stream once I heard the uh, the dub was coming, and uh, I'm glad I waited because that uh, that dub was absolutely superlative. Oh, sweet!
0: Well, I'd be curious to find out your thoughts if you ever do get to watch the Japanese version. Uh, it, you know, if you compared them, like what you think, how um, you think we did
1: then. I think you uh, you guys <laughs> actually did really good. I uh, actually did really good because. Um, Oh, boy, it's been a while since I watched the sub, but I'll try to remember a few things. Uh, I liked how much more, shall we say, uh, active uh, Satsuki was c- in the English compared to the Japanese. It felt like she wasn't a monotone in the Japanese, but she was definite. she didn't seem to have the same kind of personality that Carrie Karenin brought to the role. Mm. Um also, I think uh, Erica Mendez absolutely perfect. I liked her beforehand uh, when I watched uh, Maggie, uh, mm-hmm. which I love Maggie to pieces, and mm-hmm. um, I thought she was. And uh, you know, after after hearing her speak at um, uh, at Otakon last year on the Kill a Kill panel, I was thinking to myself, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Now I can kind of hear it. And then once she was able, actually able to drop into it, I was like, I was like. I believe I'm buying it <laughs> Get, yeah, empty, she, empty the bank account. Cause I've bought it. <laughs>
0: yeah. The, the, uh, she was, um, uh, she wasn't the first person cast. Mm. Um, and, um, and I'm, I'm glad that, yeah, th- and that was the character that we were most worried about. Mm. Um, and, and I'm glad that, I, I didn't have any experience working with her. I think she was in a Wallace session for something once for like sword art. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't remember, but, um, um, like I, I remembered her from seeing her around or something. And of course I'd, I'd, uh, working out of bang zoom, the Moggy thing, you know, it was like, it seemed like they were recording that one every day for like, you know, ever. <laughs> and so when she came in, I was like, like, she doesn't exude that sort of punk rock mm. that Ryuko is, but there's a, there's a sort of like a dry humor that Erica has mm. that, you know, we just talking with her and stuff just sort of picked up on. And then we just sort of got down and, and started trying to find the voice and working on it. And it, and it actually went pretty quickly mm-hmm. um, finding the voice of Ryuko and stuff. Um, the one thing I think that just took a little bit of time at the beginning was um Erica getting used to the way I write right she would look at the <laughs> it, she would look at the line and she would kind of like blink and <laughs> and there was a couple times when i like looked at her and 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 well she was like reading the line and we were just about to preview the line in japanese for her and stuff and she would like look at it and she'd like blink and her head would kind of twitch a little bit and <laughs> and, and i thought uh-oh, this is, uh, is going to go either one of two ways. Either she's going to murder that line like nobody's business, or she's going to be totally scared of it.
5: <laughs> and,
0: and in the beginning, it was like <laughs> she was kind of in between. Hmm. Um, and then once she found out that she could lighten up and have fun, you could see that when, when we were playing back the line we just recorded, you could see that her voice and that character were, like, perfect.
1: Right, yeah. It's, and, I, I bought it from the very beginning, actually, to be quite ahead. honest. There was never, like, in a lot of shows, there are, like, oh, I'm sure you probably uh, have seen this. There are times where you have a voice in mind, and, you know... Um, and it's like, yeah, I mean, I can see this guy in this role and this person, that person. Like, I think there was no doubt in any of our minds that we saw Patrick Seitz as Kamagori. You know? Oh,
0: right, right, right.
1: But um, there are times when you you hear a character for the first time. It's like, that wasn't quite what I expected. And you grow into it. Whereas with, um, is it with uh, Erica as Ryuko and then by extension, the rest of the cast there was no adjustment period it was like as soon as i heard like two lines from them it was give me that you know i i like that give me some more of that please cool. not to mention the not to mention a lot of the lines that gave ryuko that yankee um you know punk uh thing actually really worked <laughs> Like, my favorite line in the entire show is probably after she chops off Nui's arms. <laughs> That's why I cut him off, dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Oops again. <laughs> Oops again.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny you mention that. I'm sure you guys heard of the controversy about, about David being sent cats Because hmm. when the show um, was originally announced for English, everybody threw a fucking fit over... David's voice as Senkets because they were expecting something that was a lot more uh, gruffer uh, as the Japanese was.
1: I don't um, see why. I mean, I thought it was uh, It's. I mean, there was a little bit of an adjustment period, but I think a lot of it came from the fact that Senkets doesn't have that many lines. Right. So I think it was, it was like had he. Uh, been able to talk more I would have been I probably would have gotten used to that a little bit earlier but that's no that's nobody's fault <laughs> it's just how the character was written <laughs> that's just yeah. how the character is he doesn't have a lot of lines so what can you do <laughs>
0: no and the and I remember the thing which I'm probably sure you heard David talk about at the convention mm. at Otakon last year um, was when when he first came in um, to start recording Senkets um, when I was telling him the story of kill the kill up to that point, because I'd still had like two episodes to go before it was done. Um, <clears throat> so it was up to the point of where I knew the story was going, just telling him about Senkets and who, who, or what it is and, and how it works and, and the relationship it has with Ryuko. Um, one of the things we talked about was that Senkets is a, uh, is kind of like a, well, he's more than a friend, obviously. Mm. Um, he's, but in the beginning, he's he, even throughout the show, he's kind of like her sort of life coach, mm. um, getting her used to how to work with him as much as he knows, because he doesn't remember much in the beginning.
5: Mm.
0: So, the personality that Dave projected in his performance was exactly the same kind of otherworldly, optimistic type of thing that or performance and personality that Senkets has in Japanese. Mm. Um, The client, Hiraue, was over the moon with it. Um, (laughs) And now, even though I said, uh, I I turned back to her, we were setting up the voice, and saying, "Okay, so I'm going to play David's take really quick. So we're just setting up the voice now. But we recorded a line with David. Um, I played back David. I played back the Japanese. And I turned back to the client and said, it doesn't sound like the Japanese. Are you okay with that? And she was like, yeah, actually it works. I, I like it. I think it works really well. And you know, it was one of those things where I said, okay, we tried putting more grit into his voice. Um, but it, it, it felt kind of fake. Um, it just, it just was, it, we had to, I was trying to get trying to put too much of that texture in his voice oh. and and it just, yeah, I think I think it probably hurt him a little bit too, because yeah. <laughs> um, he's got such a it's just a nice, clean sort of voice. He's it's like, very rich it, in that. Yeah, regard, like, you know? it's no, oh, he's got a beautiful voice. Mm, fantastic. Um, and um, and so, yeah, the client was totally cool with with the way he was doing it because because of the 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 the, the, the attitude
5: mm-hmm.
2: and the
0: the ambiance of what he was projecting. It was like, it was kind of perfect. And of course, when we played it back a couple, we recorded a couple more lines as saying, you know, with him doing sun um, Recorded um, a couple more lines with him and played back a little scene and stuff. And it worked. It just, it, it was one of those things. It was like with Erica and Ryuko, you, you watch it and it's like, it works. He, he looks like the suit and he sounds like the suit. It's mm. so it was one of those things where I remember <laughs> Once, the, once that trailer dropped, which I wasn't a fan of that first trailer, um, it was kind of like they repurposed the Japanese trailer and I don't know if they mixed it or anything because mm. it, it didn't sound like the voices were mixed right. Right. Um, it, it, I remember reading the shitstorm online about, about Senketsu's voice and I was like, mm, okay, well, it's, that's typical. That's typical. Don't worry about it. Um, I was hoping that David wouldn't be reading that same shit because then he would be, he would walk into the next session and he'd be all locked up. Um, But thankfully David ignores any kind of criticism, good or bad um, that goes on online. Um, He doesn't let it, he doesn't bring it as baggage to work, um, which is a, 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 I wish I had that kind of skill.
1: <laughs> As Jeremy uh, Lee said, uh, don't read the comments. <laughs> Rule number one of being a voice actor, don't read the comments. <laughs> she's
0: absolutely right. She's absolutely right because it, it kills you. That's happened so many times when an actor, you know, we're doing fine one day, and then an actor reads some comments the next week, and the next session is like, holy shit, we're on take 12. What's going on? They're, all of a sudden, it's like the wind was taken out of their sails. Right. And. And then you have to go back and you have to just be like, you have to say, listen, they don't understand what we're doing. Just, just, just keep having fun. Trust your gut. Trust me and we'll be okay. Um, so it was one of those things where I was, I was, I was disappointed but not unsurprised that the reaction was the what it was. But had I been online, I would have said, "Hey, just wait until the dub comes out and you hear him playing with everybody." Um, that said, to this day, there are still some people who don't accept it. Um, I think they're missing out um, because, but I, but I understand they want voices that that match the Japanese exactly because that is what a perfect dub is for them.
1: Yeah, um, and a lot of times that actually ends up being counterproductive. To be quite it's, honest.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've worked on shows where, you know, the client was like, um, we, we can't have him say that line because it, it needs to match the translation. And it's like, it's literally, well, it's exactly like what I've been doing for I don't know how many years now. It's the way I write a line. I don't, I don't just take the translation and pat it out or chop it down or whatever, but I actually try and make it sort of organic to the conversation and the scene. As along with working with those goddamn mouth flaps, <laughs> uh, you know, which is like the, the, the worst thing in the world. It's like the, the worst torture you could think of. <laughs> um, but I remember on this one job, um, the client was uh, the client didn't like my style of writing. Um, I was still relatively new, um, but they kept on having it pulled back to this very stiffer sort of sort of line. And it just it just sort of bleeds the personality out of the characters. People don't realize that, um, and again, this is my, um, this is just my perception after having done this for 10 years now and having had the experiences I've had, um, people don't understand how important to an actor's performance and to an actor, um, uh, having a good adaptation is. Right. Uh, it's, it's not, the actor doesn't, the actor doesn't carry the show unless that's their character obviously and it's all about their character. Right. Um, an actor has to, an actor is like a puzzle piece that has to fit in perfectly with the, all the other actors and who are also puzzle pieces into this bigger thing.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And if they don't have lines that make sense to them as they're recording it, they're just matching the Japanese emotions, and you lose that spark of, of life mm-hmm. that the character should have in order to make it sort of a seamless experience. Um, and that's always the challenge for people who write scripts or who write these adaptive scripts is to is to convey a sense of character through the dialogue while at the same time matching the mouth flaps. Um, and then, of course, it goes into the studio and then, you know, the actors and the directors have to, you know, listen to the Japanese and reference it and then figure out how to make these words work in a sort of an organic way. Um, when I write a script, it's not done. I take it goes into the studio and I'm still fucking around with that line. Not every line, but <laughs> several of them. And it's all based on where we are in the show. What have we learned from the previous episodes that we've recorded? It, is is it really? Is it is the line really conveying what's going on in the translation? Mm-hmm. Uh, or did I go too off book? Um, which was a scary thing for everyone in this show, especially because I don't think Hirae at Anaplex, Hirae Tsukamoto who was producing this for Anaplex, right. I don't think she'd ever been in, in a situation like this with a script like this. <laughs> um, so it was a lot of colloquialisms, a lot of, uh, she trusted me, mm-hmm. but certainly in the first volume, in the first four episodes when we were recording it, there were a lot of moments when she would stop and she would say, wait a second, I, I, this line isn't right. What do you mean? What's the translation? She'd look at her copy of the script from Japan, the actual show's script. Wow. And she would say, okay, play the Japanese, and then she'd listen to the Japanese again. She'd refer to the script and say, this is what they're saying. And... Um, A lot of times I would say, well, that's exactly what she's saying. It's just, she's, uh, I just, I just, it's, it's colloquial. So it's, she's saying exactly the same thing. And we get into discussions on, you know, the importance of having this line match the translation exactly versus uh, advancing sort of the plot or the mood or whatever, using whatever weird sort of phrasing I came up with or something. (laughs) Um, But I always tried to keep it consistent. For each character. So Gamagori always speaks one way. Mm-hmm. Nonon speaks one way. Ryuko speaks one way. Satsuki always speaks the same way. Um, they never, they never change that up. And so sometimes when these situations came up where it's like, mm, I don't know about this. And I'm like, I can't have Ryuko say that because then that would sound like a totally different character.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's, you uh, know, Yeah, there's a lot of consistency. Uh, you know, this was actually incredibly enlightening because, um, I've spoken with directors before, but I don't think I've they've gone into the detail that you just did regarding it because, um, um, I well of course
0: because it takes like an hour to explain <laughs>
1: exactly yeah. But at the same time, it's also it's incredibly eye opening, and you know you're right. A lot of people do not understand what you guys go through, and not to mention how quickly you guys have to turn this over. That's the one thing that uh, I I have to constantly remind people of. I mean, sounding like the you know do she know it all that i often come across as but
0: <laughs> not at all not at all i i don't care if people know this about what we do and how we work i don't want other people who are outside of the industry who, fans or whatever i don't want to have fans making excuses for us hmm. like oh well the you know the dub's not good because they only had two days to turn around and adapt an adaptation and, oh, the dub's not good because they only had one take. Or, oh, the dub's not good because it's it's being recorded at X Studio or whatever.
1: It has the budget of a bologna sandwich. Yeah,
0: yeah no, I mean, I mean, it's one of those things. Yes, it's true. Anime budgets are very low. There's, I mean, we are at the bottom of the totem pole as far as um, ADR goes. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody gives a shit, and yet the fandom, uh, I mean, at, at Anime Expo this year, looking out at that sea of people who are at the Kill, Kill panel, it was like, holy shit, look at all these people. <laughs> um, you know, it's like, and then seeing um, video from other panels at other conventions and stuff, and then going online every now and then and just checking in to see how, how, the, how the show's working for people on Tsunami and stuff, and seeing all of the comments about it, all positive. It's, you know, it's one of those things where it's kind of like, why should... Why should they have to make excuses for us?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: We do the best job we can, and we hope at the end of the day that the decisions that we make, the choices that we make in the studio—the um, the actress choices, the director's choices, the writer's choices, the client's choices—we always hope that um, what we're doing is right, mm-hmm. um, and. And that's all, you know, if a show if a show is embraced by an audience, um, you know, awesome, cool. We did a good job, people like it, people get into it, great. And we just move on. Because Life. that's all that's all we can do. Life. Like, um, I, I mean, Kill the Kill, starting off on Kill the Kill. I, I don't know how many fucking people came up to me and were like, Oh my god, you're doing you know, it was the same with Sword Art, it was the same with modoka and you know, it was just it's. They're like, do you realize how big this show is? Do you realize? And I'm like, yeah, I read about it. I, I know how big it is. I try not to let it get to me.
1: <laughs> I you know, it's because, one of those things you're better off not thinking about.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's one of those things that just naturally, I just I just literally turn a shoulder to it. Like, mm. it's, 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 I can't care about it because then that's going to impact my decision making. And all my decisions are going to be based on fear as opposed to, you know, fear of letting the fans down, fear of letting the client down you know, all that kind of stuff. The one thing I'm afraid of really when I start a show is are these actors going to be okay with these lines? Right. That scares me um, because uh, sometimes, you know, an actor looks at a line and goes, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And I'm like, (laughs) excuse me, no, I'm not kidding you. This is what we're doing. And in a show like Kill a Kill, you know, Situations like that came up where, you know, someone would come in and and they would, you know, start work on the character and constantly be pushing them into a more energetic performance, something that was a, a quite exhausting. Um, and at the end of it, you know, hopefully um, they get it, you know, hopefully they see the show or, or the fans, you know, talk to them. And, you know, say, oh, my God, this was so fucking awesome because, you know, you were just over the top like crazy. You're like my favorite, you know, you're my favorite side character. You're my favorite villain now or whatever. Um, When an actor comes in for an anime, they don't know how far to push it. They may come in with their own baggage, their own sort of concept of the show and their character and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they all do. Hopefully they all do their homework. But in the end, that's their perception. And their perception may be completely different from the reality of what the show is supposed to be. And, you know, that's what our first few episodes are about. It's about finding what the show is supposed to be. What is this reality that we're playing in? And and setting that bar and always hitting it. Or always attempting to. That's the goal.
1: So, you know... Yeah, I mean, Round it's of applause. It's, well,
0: no, I mean, it's I'm making it into a bigger deal than it than it probably is for a lot of people. But <laughs> honestly, I want to be proud of of the shows that I work on because I spend so much time on it, and um, I I and I don't want to let the actors down, and I don't want to let the clients down, and I don't want to let the fans down. Um, but you know, ultimately, it's one of those things where it's kind of like. Like like I tell the actress all the time, trust your gut. I trust my gut. So once I watch the show and I know what the show's about, I let my instinct take over and hopefully it's going in the right direction.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: For everyone.
1: Oh man. <laughs> oh, that was a lot, man. <laughs>
4: yeah, no, I need a cigarette out the bed. Way ahead of you, Jarrell Way ahead of you.
0: <laughs> a glass of whiskey. That's that's all that's on deck too. McAllen, <laughs> 18.
1: Oh, yeah, baby. Now you're speaking my language. See, this is why it's great to have Alex on, because he's
2: just so insightful on this stuff. Like, he's insightful. Like, yeah. he's, he's passionate, too. Like Chatty Cathy. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: textbooks full. <laughs>
1: that felt like a State of the Union speech, almost. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, there I there hope it go. didn't
0: come off that... that like that because it's i'm certainly not trying to be defensive about anything i, I just oh, no. you know it's it's one of those things where it's kind of like I, it's just this is how i this is how i approach what i do um and you know it's it's if i if i it's so hard to sort of condense into just a few words or a few sentences it's one of those things where it's like once I say something, it's just, I have to flesh it out a little bit more. Otherwise it comes off as maybe arrogant or something. And it certainly isn't that because I, I don't come, I don't come to these shows with any sort of ego. Um, because everything could change once we get into the studio and we start setting up a character's voice, you know, things may not work right. An actor might not be happy with something. And so there's no room for ego in this business. Um, you you have to sort of always keep an open mind and always have your eye on the on the long game, which is making uh, uh, this show work in English. Uh, see there again, uh, you guys. Let me talk for another five minutes. I'm like burnt. <laughs> <laughs> we like listening. <laughs> yeah, we like oh, listening okay. to you,
4: Alex.
2: Let's hear what some other folks have to say regarding this final episode of Kill a Kill. Our first talk back comes from Allison. Meowth900. Oh, that's oh. a familiar
0: point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep,
2: yep. Well, well, Adult Swim aired Naked Kill a Kill People. I think any anime is fair game at this point.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
2: not any <laughs> anime, but anime. it seems like uh, nudity okay as long as there's no nipples. <laughs> Tiny nipples. But, you know, that can always change. You know, <laughs> they might get in trouble. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> they aired it. That's all that matters.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Minion Fabian writes in, Kill Kill was one hell of a ride. Great finale, especially since Mako got to go on a date with Ryuko. Beautiful.
4: <laughs> Damn right, big in third yes class. It
2: was. Jester Slayer writes in, I have to say, Naked Family, to the very end, the whole thing while catching her. Best. No, greatest anime on tsunami."
5: <laughs>
2: Frank Full Metal writes in, Ryuko saying goodbye to Senketsu was so touching. And nothing says kill a kill like everyone being naked. Great ending.
4: That's, that's right. That's how I most shows should end, everybody naked. <laughs> <laughs> we and shall return
2: to how we were born. <laughs> Favorite article of clothing? Birthday suit. Thanks,
1: <laughs> I know, it's just so comfortable. <laughs>
2: Cody GGPR writes in, Nonsense is how we roll. Perfectly sums up this whole show. Kill a Kill is for sure one of my top five shows ever on Toonami. Andy Yoho writes in, With Kill a Kill going out with a bang, I can say this series is easily one of my favorite to air on Toonami. Lots of favorites.
4: Yeah, lots of favorites. I wouldn't disagree with that. Mm
2: -hmm. Austin Guest writes in, Bravo, Studio Trigger. Bravo, that is how you do an anime. That was a fantastic series, and the dub was absolutely perfect.
4: First useful thing Austin said in a while. Thank you, Austin. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mr. Tiv writes in, I thought Kill la Kill was fun the first time through subtitle, but the dubbed rewatch on Toonami was so much better.
4: You know, I got to agree with that one right there. I mean, I enjoyed the sub, but the dub was fucking spot on. That was just phenomenal.
1: I, there's no other word for it. It was fantastic. Probably one of the best dubs ever.
4: Exactly. Wow.
0: Jeez. Yeah. Well, wow. that's... Thank you, guys. That's...
4: Wow. Yeah. You that's, know, because, like, with Ryuko um, speaking, like, when she got pissed off, it was kind of like a Kansai dialect, which sounds like a lot like Yakuza. So, uh-huh. you know, she, she really brought it in the English version. I'm like, yeah, that's that shit talking I heard in the hood back in the day. <laughs>
5: Good.
4: Good. That's weird. That's what. That's what we were trying to do. Perfect. All right. Good.
2: Your guys' attention to detail for how all of these characters should be speaking is just phenomenal. (laughs) Let it be known that all of that diligent work
0: turned out a marvelous product. Good. As long as people enjoyed it and got to discover the show through it, I mean, that's the important thing. So I'm glad you guys liked it.
2: Hmm. And I got to say... Because i I thoroughly enjoyed watching it subtitle, but I always felt like I was missing a lot of the things that were happening on the screen because I was reading the words
5: mm-hmm, instead yeah. of
2: paying attention to the pictures so just being able to experience all of the picture and also hear all of the dialogue just made for a very satisfying experience that I just couldn't have while watching it subtitled. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I remember sitting down to work on it, and I had that same problem, too. Things all of a sudden would become really apparent, like certain story beats or character beats. Um, when I was sitting there working on the script, I was like, oh, shit, that's what's going on? Uh-oh, got to gotta take care of that.
1: Um, <laughs> right, 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 right. But, I mean,
0: that, that, happens like, that happens like with every show I do, though. I'll watch the subtitled one first, and I'll miss all the important things or visual uh, cues that are going on or whatever and then uh, and then I'll I'll be like oh th- okay now I know why this line is so important okay here we go now I even understand what this line means okay here we go so-
2: and our last talk back comes from Phantom Star 64 how to end an over the top show like kill a kill go super Saiyan god level platinum games get your ass in gear
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll
2: see yeah, like lord terminal also wants a kill a kill video game from platinum
0: games yeah, that would be cool. That might make me buy a system if
2: they do. You it. know what the somebody from Platinum Games actually said they'd like to what was it? I think he said a berserk game mm-hmm. and a kill a kill game kill are kill. games that he'd like to make. It's like mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes, do it. I know that this probably means nothing, but do it <laughs>
4: Dude, if Mahoka can get a game, man, so can kill a kill.
2: Here's
1: the yeah. thing about kill a kill is that I, for that I feel like all you need to do is just reskin bayonetta. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh <laughs>
2: fair point point. <laughs> and now it's time for a little bit of a question and answer
3: or should we call it let's ask Alex
2: let's ask <laughs> this is Alex Von Davids ask me anything
3: <laughs> hopefully he doesn't kill himself in the process <laughs>
2: you will hear some familiar names here so uh, first off we have Allison again Hello, Tsunami Faithful Podcast, and Alex von David. It's Meowth900, and I have a question for Alex. If you could go out for drinks with any character in Kill a
0: Kill, who would it be, and why? Oh wow. Jeez. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it, and I and I was thinking about it, and I still don't know who who I could go out for drinks with. Um... God, like they're all underage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it's like I, I, I go out with Miki Sugi, but um, he'd he'd start making me feel uncomfortable because of <laughs> sure. <sharp. laughs> um oh,
1: sorry, I can't seems, quite help that. <laughs> yeah, was
2: kind of a stick in the mud.
0: <laughs> yeah, I so I I don't think he'd be much fun because um, he'd just be grumbling the whole time. Um, Gamagori's the oldest one of the elite four, but. I mean, Wasn't he 20? Yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah, and so...
1: Would he fit into the store, though? <laughs> <laughs> Good
2: point. Not in those tiny bars in Japan. Good point. He Good is point. the
1: bar. <laughs> he
0: is the bar. Um, it's, God, I mean, who would I... Who would I go up
2: I guess really the only option is Mako's dad. <laughs>
0: nah, I yeah, would
4: go with she, him, dude. Yeah, that's my she, Yeah.
0: He'd make you, yeah, he'd make you pay for everything, and he'd order, like, a shit ton of food. Um, (laughs) that Yeah, he sounds
1: like the Dine and Dash type.
0: (laughs) I'd say Ragyo. Because I think Ragyo knows how to party. She knows how to party. So, I would go out with Ragyo.
4: A controversial dick.
0: (laughs) But she's dead now, so what are you (laughs) going (laughs) to (laughs) do?
1: I'm I mean, against
2: you're not going to go out for drinks with anybody. Yep, great. More
5: time
1: for me to stay at home and write this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> or you just, or uh, you know, uh, you just have uh, tea with uh, Satsuki and like have make uh, awkward small talk. <laughs> <laughs> or you could go out with
3: to, you could go out to the bar with Darrell, but I wouldn't suggest. <laughs> <it>. No.
1: <laughs> Bad idea. As, As Jim found firsthand.
2: out. Yeah, <laughs> first hand. Bad idea. <laughs> now this is a considerably more serious question. Uh, this from Frank Fullmetal. Ryuko goes un- undergoes quite a character arc along her journey. How did you approach this while adapting her parts of the script? What do you like the most about Ryuko's growth throughout the series? From the cast and the engineers and everyone at Anaplex USA... Thanks for all the hard work that you put into dubbing this amazing show.
0: Mm, thanks for the compliment. Um, well, yeah, Riko's character arc, um, because I had a chance to watch the show um, beforehand, um, I already knew kind of where she was going and stuff. Um, of course, you know, the translated script, listening to the Japanese as well, and referencing how her emotions sounded in the Japanese. I mean, those were all helpful to me. They're, it's kind of like it's a roadmap that's already out there. Um, but as as far as the performance goes, um, I do remember um, um, some. I do remember asking Erica or talking to Erica about about the different stages of Ryuko, of of how she you know she she goes into denial a couple of times and that that throws her off. She quote unquote loses her way. But everything up to that point is just uh, is just her and her focus about. What she wants to do. She wants to find her father's killer. She wants revenge. Um, She wants to beat the shit out of Satsuki. Um, That stuff is already sort of there in the story. But in the performances, because we're always going back and forth listening to the Japanese and doing the performances, I do remember a couple of times uh, just chatting with Erica about um, this stage is, you know, this stage is this part of Ryuko, um, this stage is that part of Ryuko. Um, And and that's and then again just trusting my gut and what I knew about the show and what I knew where I knew the show needed to go. So that's that's kind of how the adaptation process went for her as well as for everybody else. Nonon nonon was a different story because I would throw in stuff like slacker doodle and stuff and slacker. So she would speak to Mako and her family and sort of. It, she would use more affectionate terminology than what the translation was because most of the time in the translation Nonon was talking to her family um in very or Nonon was talking to Mako and her family in a very sort of um derogatory way so I kept that but I just made it a little bit more affectionate as the story went along that was one thing I did Hmm. um and then what did I like the most about Ryuko's growth Um, um I think when she finally had that realization on the deck of the Naked Soul, um, when her and Satsuki are facing off and she's punching everybody in the face but Satsuki, um, <laughs> that was that was probably my favorite favorite Ryuko moment. And once again, thanks for the awesome compliment.
1: Yes, <laughs>
0: I'm glad you liked it.
1: Although, uh, speaking one quick thing it just came to me um, it's a very side th- it's a side thing regarding uh, Mako I' inc- mean um, having come across uh, Christy Cabanos a couple times I'm inclined to believe that's kind of how she is in real life too <laughs>
0: oh yeah you know what she's not really um, yeah she's very quiet and shy um, she but when she talks about something she's into she's very, she gets very animated to the point to the point of when you're mm-hmm kind of like contributing to the conversation or trying to she'll cut you off she'll like (laughs) she'll finish she'll finish your sentence or at least she does that with me and or maybe just because we've worked together so much now she knows exactly what i what i'm about to say what i'm saying so um but yeah no normally she's just she's 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 always got a smile on her face Hmm. um i've never seen her down um even when she's she's kind of unsure about maybe a performance or something like that. Um, she's, um, she's got this, uh, she's very, she comes off as very optimistic and, and, but yet very, very quiet and very shy.
1: Mm. <laughs> well, I'm glad, uh, interesting to say that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you just get so attached to a character and stuff, you know, that's kind of how you get it, That's, I guess it, uh, that's a sign that a character left an impression on you somehow, some way.
0: I mean, that's and that's that's great. I mean, I mean, I think every every actor hopes that their character makes an impression, mm-hmm. any any kind of impression on somebody other than a negative one, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no. And and during the recording process, I mean, going back to Christine and stuff, I mean, she had watched the show. She loved Mako and those things help. Um, so she was 100 percent there and willing to go over and above the call of duty to make Mako as spazzy and lovable as Mako needed to be. But that's, I mean, she's, she's, she's come a long way since I first started working with her. Um, and, and her experience as an actress now is like, I mean, she's, she's, she's fucking pro. Mm-hmm.
5: That's
0: all I can say. I mean, I've, I've always loved working with her. Um, and on Kill the Kill, it was like the, the sessions were effortless. Hmm. If that makes any sense.
1: Yes, it does.
0: Yeah, so it was like it was it was very like she she had Mako down, mm-hmm. and there was no taking it away from her. <laughs>
1: uh, sorry to get us on another tangent there, sketch, but <laughs> but uh, uh, sorry. It, it's always enlightening, you know. <laughs> it's like wow, I feel like I've achieved voice acting nirvana or something. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's move on to the next one, shall we?
2: This email from Zach Boivor. Sorry if Boivor. I mispronounced that. Bouvior, Bouvior, Beauvoir. Hold that pinky yes. out.
0: Boivor. Boivor. Yes, yes. I know.
3: I know. Darrell's doing that right now. Yes. I was doing it
4: actually.
2: Zach, but not the Zach from the One Piece podcast at onepiecepodcast.com. And
4: <laughs> yeah, we haven't plugged in for a second.
1: Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been. Fuck you, Steve Yerko. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hello, Sir David. I am a huge fan of Kill a Kill. Amazing job on that, by the way. If it wasn't for you guys, I would never have discovered my favorite TV show of all time. Ooh, all wow. the voice actors fitted perfectly, and I wouldn't have chosen a better cast of people.
1: Nice. I just
2: have a few quick questions: Dogs or cats? Pancakes Dogs. or waffles? Pancakes. Anime or
0: <laughs> anime or American <laughs> cartoons? Oh, um, oh, that's a tough one. Uh, Rick and Morty is on now. So, I mean, yes. it's...
2: Um, phew. Hey,
0: it's, we had a lot of good American action
3: cartoons back in the day, okay? Oh, is
0: yeah. You, yeah, there's... I'm, 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 like, I'm thinking back to, like, all the cartoons that I grew up on and still... Uh,
3: <laughs> it's,
1: It's like... I'm thinking that's <sighs> a push, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of hard. Um, yeah, that's a hard one. I... I
1: you don't say, have to answer that.
0: It, it's <laughs> up. Well, it's up. It's up to the show. You know, it's up to yeah. the show.
2: There you go. It should not matter of the geological origin of a show.
0: Yeah, that's true. Whether
2: it's good or not.
0: Yeah.
2: So what was that? Did no, you say? Or did you say it? waffles and? Dogs. Oh, sorry.
0: Uh, dogs. dogs, pancakes.
2: Do- oh, um, dogs and pancakes. Okay. Don't
0: have a preference between anime yeah. or American animation.
2: Okay, now the hard one. Star
1: Wars or Star Trek? And there's okay. only one correct answer.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, so the Star Wars, the original trilogy. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. No Paper or plastic? Paper. Yay. Scissor
2: blade or Bakuzan? Mm. I'd say scissor blade. What is love? <laughs> uh... <laughs> Baby, don't hurt me don't hurt me no
0: more. <laughs> <laughs> it's
5: a bottle of booze
0: hell yeah, yeah. Love. love is I guess
1: rain in California <laughs> oh
0: jeez no that's a miracle um,
3: uh,
0: uh, love potion number nine
3: yeah
0: you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to come up with something that's not like sarcastic or cynical uh, shit because I, because it's,
4: yeah, I guess, I guess. We've broken Alex, people. We've broken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't I have guess, to
3: answer. You don't have to answer this.
0: Ladies and
2: gentlemen, Alex Von David has nothing to say.
0: Hey. I, I think, I think though I do though, um, I guess, I guess, I guess love is being okay with where you're at.
1: Hmm. I consider love a stocked fridge and a uh, fresh pair of pants uh, (laughs) taken straight from the dryer on a cold winter's day.
4: (laughs) Uh, uh, That's a good one, too. (laughs) Do you eat the metaphor there, Jim?
1: Uh, Metaphor for anyone who lives in cold.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And now for Zach's more serious question. What are some of your favorite memories, funniest moments with the cast that you will never forget?
0: Oh, jeez. Um, getting the text from Carrie where she thought she was going to get recast um, that was that was actually kind of funny Um, uh, which I'm sure yeah she did tell you guys about Funny? no it was it it was it it was funny to me because it was such a Carrie moment you know Um, (laughs) it was it was one of those things where it's like oh come on don't even worry about that Um, every recording session with Mataro um (laughs) Uh, Mako's recording sessions were always a blast. Um, I'm trying to find of like my favorite moments. Oh, um, when I got so upset, I screamed at the client and the engineer, and Erica heard it through the glass. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, that was that was during wow. the recording of. The, yeah, that was during the recording of the first few, first four volumes or first four episodes, and things got a little heated in there. Um, And it, because it was, it was a weird thing. It was like, it felt like we were all working on different shows, you know? And it was, it was literally one of those shut up and trust me moments. (laughs) Uh, But we worked, we worked through that, but I'll never forget that because I, I don't lose my cool. Um, uh, I just, I, I don't, I maybe sweat a lot (laughs) because I'm like, you know, oh my God, what the hell? But I, I don't. I don't, I don't go there. Um, I certainly never did it when I was directing commercials and, um, I've never done it. I, I, I mean, this is the first time I've ever lost my cool doing any sort of quote unquote directing. So, uh, and it's going to be the last too. i I'm never going to do that again. Um, hmm. and Oh wow. Um, what else? There's, um, I mean, the sessions with Erica were always funny. I always, I always loved that because she, she's, uh, she would, um, she would get so disappointed in herself when she, when she thought she wasn't, you know, hitting a take right or something, and so she, she'd like make this quack noise, which i am ever everybody's heard about by now. But I, I'll never forget the quacks. Um, oh, <laughs> when Eda, when e- when Steve, um, who voiced Inumuta, um, when he uh, said, "Oh, shut up and get a room," sorry, I had to say it. When, when, <laughs> when he did that line, it fucking—I was just rolling. I was like, "Thank God." Um, that was that was a cool moment to, to yeah. hear happen. And then when uh, Senket says goodbye to Ryuko, that really was. So that was, I guess that would be that would be my last one. Is when Senketsu says goodbye to Ryuko, and we actually heard it in the mix. And that was like, oh, I think we did it. <laughs>
5: yeah, yay! <Yeah.
0: laughs> and that's it.
2: Uh, that does it for the questions. I think I don't think there's any more questions in these uh, comments. It's uh, the abridged version. It's it's pretty much a love fest, but. Let's let's see how many of these we can get through. Not many.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Motherfuckers writing war and peace and shit.
3: <laughs> yeah, let's do let's do the short ones. Let's not do the novel let's read novel for blank five blank days. days. Yeah.
2: <laughs> this email comes from Derek. Just wanna say congrats to everyone who worked on the show. I honestly give the show overall a ten out of ten. Great story, voice acting, voice direction, music, and the characters were just fun. Every episode was fun to watch, and I will miss this anime a lot. Great job, Anaplex, Alex Von David, and every voice actor-actress that worked hours on these roles. The dub was done right. Thank you. P.S. I really hope Kill Kill reruns.
1: It's amazing.
0: Well, I mean, I, I still haven't heard whether or not they're really going to do a second season, so... Uh, Who knows? It
1: ended ended pretty conclusively, though, that's the thing.
0: Well, that's then episode twenty-five shows up. Ah, yeah. So there's (laughs)
1: Blu-rays. That's the first two.
0: Well, it, it also sort of ends on a note where you think, okay, well, there's nowhere else they can go with it. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? I have no idea.
2: Here's the thing about a story is if you are telling a story about characters and you're fleshing them out life goes on yes life life doesn't end until somebody dies and then there's the next generation so thus a story can always continue whether or not it should continue is entirely debatable
0: well that's true but how does it continue like when we were talking about sword art uh what six hours ago um <laughs> <laughs> apologies again Um, only about two (laughs) but like like how we were talking about sword art a while ago it's kind of like you know that story is going on and on and on um does it go where you want it to not necessarily for a lot of people what would happen if kill the kill does come back and they have a new story i mean who's Mm going to be the villain what what is going to be the what are the stakes going to be how could they top the first season um, it'd be great to, to just do kind of like, you know, a romantic comedy thing, which, I mean, I guess that could make sense because now there's really no stakes anymore. But spin yeah, off! Yeah, I mean, what do you mean?
4: loves Mako.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they could go there. Who knows? Who knows? I'd watch that. It'd I would be definitely cool. watch that. Yeah, it'd it would be, fun. be totally funny.
2: <laughs> and as Derek. Sick ink. Has this this uh, terrible thing where he calls me daddy based on Yui? I have to, <laughs> I I gotta say, daddy sounds way more creepy than papa. I don't yeah. care if nobody says papa anymore.
4: <laughs> Look at damn it, sketch is my bae, Damn it. No, my
5: bae.
1: Children, a- down, Children, you are he, no, all. He can be
5: anyone's daddy, but he's still my bae.
1: Children, all of you pale in comparison to me. Now stop fighting.
3: No, no, you know what? All of you oh, going right in the
2: corner. Jen was
3: in the. Did not know in the race. What? Children to the corner, please.
2: To the <laughs> yeah, corner. all of you in the corner, except
1: children. for me and Sketch. Children to the corner, that includes you, Paul, me, and Sketch are going out for coffee. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Irish coffee?
1: Indeed. <laughs> oh, please, sister. Brazilian Jim. coffee or nothing. You gotta go Brazilian.
3: Jim, Jim, what did. It, what it, what did Jarrell give you before the show?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely nothing.
3: (laughs) Bullshit.
2: (laughs) Well, nothing that's on the record. (laughs) Well, seriously, why daddy instead of Papa?
0: Oh, you know what? I think uh, again, it was my first instinct. Um, my first instinct was, um, to go with daddy just because I mean, that just, that just sounds normal to me. Um, uh, I mean, and as far as sync goes, it seemed to work with the sync really well too. Um, Papa is a valid choice too. I'm not, you know, it's one of those things where it, it's just one of those things where I, from from my life experience, um, from how the sort of the flow of the show was going, um, it was one of those things that just it was it, it, I didn't think about it too long, um, and I never it never comes off as creepy to me. Especially seeing as Yui, even though she's an AI and everything, she's, uh, you know, her appearance and her personality is that of a little child. So it, it just seemed more innocent to be Daddy, just because that's what I know as a as a person. So, but you know, that being said, Papa's not wrong by any stretch of the imagination. Papa could work too, but because I'm the one directing it, I'm the one adapting it. It's you know, it, it's going to end up Daddy. I'm sorry if you guys thought it was creepy. <laughs> but I like it when you call him Big Papa. a uh,
4: throw your hands in the air if you're
2: the true player. <laughs> I'm yeah. have enough of that tangent. We're just like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So this email comes from Samuel Knaves. My thoughts on Kill a Kill are that it's one, a one of a kind anime that sticks with the viewer. Like many other Kill a Kill fans, I'm saddened of its Toonami end, but hey, honestly, I wish Toonami would dedicate a whole night to Kill a Kill for a marathon of all twenty four episodes and even the OVA if they're feeling generous. <laughs> it's something I know for a fact that fans of the show uh, would like. Mm, yeah. Kill a kill, kill a kill. Full forever. cycle.
5: <laughs> yeah.
0: No, it would be really cool if the if episode twenty five would air, but I it's honestly I it's it's Partly part of the licensing deal. Um, I know that never they never did this in Japan, and so, Anaplex U.S. probably wouldn't do it, or, or most definitely isn't going to do it here. It's it's a limited edition exclusive, and that's for the fans who actually, you know, go and buy those limited edition Blu-rays and DVDs. Or maybe it's not limited edition. I think it's just for the people who purchase the actual show. It's kind of like you know an extra little gift to the fans from from their original that said i did get a tweet from someone saying hey alex could you please retweet this this is where they can watch the the dub or the sub of episode 25 and immediately i was like dude
1: that shit's illegal
4: (laughs) thank you we we really we really look down on piracy on this fucking podcast Mm -hmm. and we have called people out several times Mm -hmm.
0: well see the the thing was is this person um i they didn't mean any harm by it obviously otherwise they wouldn't have tweeted me they just don't know the, the next tweet they did was like, wait a second, it's online, it's streaming. And I'm like, yeah, but, and then I had to explain that, well, you know, here's the deal with, with that. That site is actually a host site for illegally ripped and uploaded, you know, content. And it, you know, I don't want to tell you what to do, but that's kind of the reality of the situation. Just because it's online doesn't mean it's legal, quote unquote. But if it's so, on the internet, it's true and it's legal. Yes, yeah, <laughs> you know some people. But but again, I I I understand because um, God knows how many fans were watching illegal rips of the Kill the Kill dub, um, or illegal um, you know uh, feeds of Tsunami's uh, Kill the Kill broadcast. Um, they don't have Tsunami. Um, they don't have the cash to buy buy the show. Maybe they don't want to, you know, commit to what it's going to cost to actually buy the show. And yet they want to keep up to date with whatever's cool or whatever their friends are talking about. Um, I understand that. <clears throat> and and it's a tough call that people have to make. I hope they make the right decision and, and you know, support anime, whether, you know, whether they import it from Japan or whether they... Buy it here, whether they watch it when it's on Netflix or whether they watch it when it's on Toonami. I, I think it's great that fans support this stuff, but you know, I'm I'm still a member of the Directors Guild. I haven't shot a commercial in like five or six years now, <laughs> but I'm I'm still I'm still in the Directors Guild, and so you know, if somebody tweets me stuff like that, I have to report it. So that's what I did. Mm-hmm. So that link should be down. Thank you. Yeah, because it's because honestly, this stuff does kill businesses. It kills it. It kills careers. Um, there's a reason that what happened in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, with anime, with Bondi closing, Genion closing, ADV closing, there's a reason for that. It's not shitty decisions made by the um, distributors. It was a, a compound situation of how things were being purchased, or how things were, how a uh, product was being sold to places like Best Buy and their horrible buyback program that destroyed Bondi and Genion.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but also the streaming, the legal streaming, the legal downloads, BitTorrent, um, you know, YouTube. It's, that stuff destroyed a lot of people's careers in, in not only anime, but in all media. Music, movies, TV, um, and it still it still is um, it's it still is a, a huge problem. So it's 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 not going to go away anytime soon because nobody's figured out a way to 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 stop it once and for all. But you know, again, I can't tell anybody what to do, but hopefully people will do the morally right thing and look out for the people who. Who do this because you know if you'd like kill the kill, the only reason we could work on it was we were getting paid to do it. If if we're not getting paid, we don't do it, which I'm sure a lot of people would be happy with too. <laughs> Everything <Yeah>, is <laughs> price. Yeah, but but it, this this also goes back to you know what's going on in Japan with their piracy situation too. I mean they're cracking down super hard now um, because uh, in in the anime industry especially. Um, piracy is rampant, oh, yeah. and and it's it's destroying the anime industry at its at its like root. So, uh, I, it's what do you do? Again, can't tell you what to do. Hopefully, you'll do the right thing for everyone, not just yourself.
4: I will put the plane still, but quit taking food out of other people's fucking mouths because you won't want nobody to do the shit to you. If this pro these projects are somebody's baby. How would you like it if somebody fuck with your shit the same way? Cause I get real fucking touchy when people do my shit like that.
0: Yeah, no, that's exactly no, that's exactly right. I have friends who are music- musicians who can't be musicians anymore. They just they can't do it. What do you do? You're exactly what Durrell said. It's like put yourself in, in these people's shoes if you can imagine that. Imagine doing this for a living, and having your living taken away a thousand times a day, uh ten thousand, a million times a day. And just having watching your paycheck get chipped away piece by piece. Honestly, guys, here's here's how much I make. I make about as much as someone who works at Starbucks. Damn. Mm. And that's not how this business used to be. Before before this stuff became um, before 2003, 2002, people could make a living doing this. Not just actors, but you know studios, directors, engineers, we literally don't make too much more than minimum wage. So if you've got a minimum wage job, think about having your check being just chipped away at piece by piece every year and see mm-hmm. and see what you think about that. That's kind of the reality. Well, actors, yeah, actors don't make uh, residuals for this stuff for the most part. Um, if we're doing non-union shows like Kill a Kill, um, there are no residuals. They get a flat rate per hour. And it's not a lot. It's not a lot. Mm-hmm. So, so, hate to say it, but those are the facts. So please, please don't pirate. Please don't watch illegal streams. Don't support them if you, if, if, if you have any sort of conscience towards us. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, that's fine. You know, go ahead and do what you're going to do. I, I can't tell you what to do but it is affecting people in a very real way. Well said. Mm-hmm.
2: To lighten the mood some, uh, this email from Arthur Mesa, a real quick one. He said, I really enjoyed Kill a Kill's finale, and it was a great final battle. Kill a Kill is now in my top five Toonami shows, those wow. being uh, Black Lagoon, Cowboy Bebop, Kill a Kill, Space Dandy, and Dragon
1: Ball Z.
0: Nice, wow, thanks Wow, that's good company Thank you it Especially good with company.
1: Black Lagoon, we all know how Darrell feels about that
0: Oh yeah dude.
4: Black Lagoon's a rad show mm-hmm. Black Lagoon's a rad show Oh yeah Oh man I predicted that was 22, And it happened, me and Arda both did mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> This email from Mark King Is a little bit on the longer side But since it directly addresses Alex I thought I would read it from the moment I heard Kill a Kill was coming to Toonami, I was ecstatic as hell. I've enjoyed every episode of the series from the beginning to the end, from its stylish, crazy action to every likable and fun character in there. My favorite episode of Kill a Kill was the Fight Club episode, where this really made me a fan of Mako, or even more of a fan. She's my favorite character in the series. Alex Von David, you made one of the best English dubs in anime. For me, it's up there with Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Champloo, and Toradora, another W-directed. And you have such an amazing cast of actors in there, like Erica Mendez, Carrie and Christy Marie Kamenos. My favorite performance in there. Erica Harlicker and many others in there, especially Pimp Daddy Ben Diskin as Takarada. <laughs> the man who nearly yeah. killed me about three times in one show. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, you are an awesome guy and ADR director, and I wish the best on your future adventures.
0: Oh, thank you. That's, thank you very much for the compliments. That's, um, I'm, glad, I'm glad you enjoyed the shows. I'm
1: glad exactly. you can enjoy
4: the shows in English.
1: It's a pimp name, Takarada. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yep. That dialect again, man. <laughs> yeah. And,
0: and Ben, if you guys are wondering, yeah, Ben is like that in real life. He is very, he is just animated as hell. He's, he's, uh, he literally, he walks in and he's just like, he's just, he's just talking to everybody. He's having a good time. I mean, I, you know, he's just, he's energy and good vibes all the way. That's what that's what he's like in real life. The guy you talk to, that's who he's like with me.
4: That is fucking awesome.
2: Okay, well, sorry to the rest of you, particularly Alexander and Bocage, because y'all wrote novels.
4: And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we ain't got no more time for that.
2: Exactly. Very sorry, we uh, we can't be taking up uh, much more of Alex's time, so may- maybe I'll read them by myself later. <laughs> <laughs> While well, his keyboard with leaks. with a with a whole lot of water.
4: <laughs> no, dude, you need like beer, like a keg at
1: least. <laughs> Get him some tea.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Still
1: sipping though. Yeah. <laughs> Get him some tea, put some goddamn good honey in it.
2: (laughs) We here at the Toonami Faithful Podcast deeply appreciate any email that we receive, but we just didn't have the time to record these longer emails about Kill a Kill while everyone was present. We're very sorry about that, but we still wanted your words to be heard, so we're recording them without commentary. Enjoy. This email comes from Don East. Kill la Kill is a rare viewing opportunity for me, as I watched the original Japanese run almost two years ago. I gotta say the dub did a pretty good job representing the characters, though some of the pronunciations bug me at first. It helps that this dub actually has some emotion in it. That makes it entertaining. Satsuki is my favorite character, mostly because she actually had a good transition from an evil, awesome villain to someone more deserving to be the lead than Ryuko. Plus, her followers were all badasses. Ryuko felt very monosyllabic, always angry and shouty all the time. Nothing really changed about her. Mako was hilarious. However, the fact that she was always a comic relief character felt a bit intrusive towards the end of the series. The nudist beach guys were next to useless, and their mecha was stupid-looking. The biggest problem with Kill la Kill, though, is that it rushes through plot points within the span of an episode. Such as Ryuko getting brainwashed only to be freed by the next episode. There's no real breathing room for this show. Even Gurren Lagann had slower pacing than this. <clears throat> Speaking of, similarities between the two were bound to come up, especially since both shows changed gears around episode 17, though I didn't want to punch my wall with most of the storyline like with Gurren. As a plus, my favorite character didn't die in the final few minutes. She only got her hair cut. All in all, an awesome junk food anime. This email comes from Arturelia. My overall thoughts on Kill la Kill... The nudity, butt shots, and sexual content were annoying, but of course, this is why it's on Adult Swim. Mature audience means all kids out of the pool. What kept me coming back was, well, I already started watching it, so why not finish? The other reasons were the action scenes and some of the characters such as Ryuko Matoi, Satsuki Kurian, and her band of five, Gamagori, Sanageyama, Inamuta, Iori, and Nan Jakuzure. I enjoyed the music, thought the voice acting was well done, and the comedy was good in some parts. I felt the plot was kind of stupid, though, especially by episode 16. In general, the show feels overrated, and I don't know why people complain about SAO when this is worse, in my opinion. If someone's a fan of these types of shows, they'll have fun. I guess. It was stupid fun for me. Some will hate it, some will love it. I thought it was in the middle. This email comes from Blue Alexander. It's that time again, time to bid farewell to another fantastic series that I've grown to love. Seems like just yesterday I was doing this for Inuyasha. Well, anyway. Kill la Kill is in the books. And on to the Hall of Fame of Toonami alumni. And all in all, what can be said about this show is that it's freaking awesome. It's a fast-paced adrenaline rush in every episode, filled with as much insanity that can be held in 24-minute intervals. And for me... It quickly became one of my favorite shows. This is a show that appeals to my love of anime and to my love of Western animation, like a mixture of styles of Bob Clampett and Tex Avery with the designs of Hiroyuki Yamachi and Sushio, and the end result comes out to be something incredible. To me, the rampant sexualized nature of the show only adds to its insane charm. It's very tongue-in-cheek and it knows full well what it's doing, and I can certainly respect that level of honesty. There's going to be some that won't care for the continuity, and that's all well and good. But as far as I go, I'm no prude towards it by any means. Watching the simulcast last year, I remember waiting and waiting and waiting for the last few episodes to go online. Sitting through days of delays, just waiting to watch the next episode. You're not alone in that pain, Shirobako fans. But the patience was worth it for this show. And I knew in the back of my mind that this would be a lock for Toonami if they could get around the nudity. Sure enough... That's exactly what happened, and I'm quite glad that many others could share the same enjoyment I and many others did the year prior. Except for that one guy harboring giant disdain for it. I forget his name. Ah oh well. As for the dub, it is superb. Top to bottom, superb. I've really grown to love Alex Von David's directional style for his shows. Yes, that includes SAO, the one good thing I will legitimately say about it. And the cast of VAs assembled for this show really do take it to a higher level, especially Erica Mendez as Ryuko. In the long run, though, Kill la Kill won't be remembered as a show that transcended the anime industry or be looked at as a franchise player, but it will be known as a very entertaining series from start to finish. And that's all I want out of a show, to be entertained, which this show does very, very well. I've laughed, I've cheered, I've had a blast and a half with Kill la Kill, and I'll definitely be re-watching this show sometime very soon. And one last thing. Mako is the undisputed best everything. Got it? Good. Later. And this email comes from Bokaj Norsera. I hope I pronounced that right. Sorry if I didn't. Hey guys, I'm a long-time listener of the podcast, but this will probably be the first and only time I'll send an email to you guys. Anyway, I'm here to share my thoughts about Kill la Kill airing on Toonami and why I love it so much. But before that, I'd like to share my overall history with the show. I was already a fan of Hiroyugi Amashi's directional works when Toonami came back in 2012, with Panty and Stocking being my favorite at the time. I also did like Gurren Lagon and Dead Leaves as well. I already knew that most of the creative staff of Gurren Lagann had jettisoned from Gainix, and went on to form a new studio, Trigger. I had it figured out to an extent that this studio would not assist in a second series of Penny and Stocking, but instead would focus on an original work that I figured would be something I wouldn't notice till much later. Well, on October 26, 2013, the day after it was announced that Space Dandy would air in America before Japan, a guy that y'all happen to know, Pan Pizza, was talking about a certain anime on his Tumblr. That anime was Kill la Kill and it piqued my curiosity so much that I had to go check it out. That morning, I watched the first four episodes, and once I did, I was speechless. Not even Attack on Titan, which was still at the height of its popularity when Kill a Kill first started airing, was able to elicit a euphoric reaction out of me. I mean, the show just hit all the right chords for me, you know? From that point on, I vowed to myself that this would air on Toonami in the near future because it fit the block so well... It physically hurt. Throughout the fall and winter of 2013 through 2014, I would religiously watch the show, even if my internet connection at the university dorm I was staying at was crap. In fact, the entire period was a good one for me regarding animation, as I also got to enjoy Space Dandy and Rick and Morty as well. Another tidbit, I saw Sword Art Online when I first started, and Michiko and Hachin during the final stretch. Coincidence? When Kill Kill ended, I felt like I lost part of myself. Kinda of like when Ryuko lost Senkets, am I right? But just like her, I will never let the end of the series take away all the wonderful memories that it instilled upon me. Besides, at least there was a dub and an OVA to look forward to. And when it was announced that Aniplex USA and Bang Zoom would be dubbing the show, I couldn't have been more elated. Now, I really had the possibility to actually see this air on Toonami, just because of how popular it had become among anime fans. I was hoping it would replace Blue Exorcist, but after it was revealed that Gurren Lagann would be doing that, I just went with it, because hey, it didn't have to come immediately, right? So I figured, well, maybe now it'll come by the time spring starts. Flash forward to January 16th, 2015. Yes, I remember the date. The week earlier, there was a Tom-Sarah dialogue where he hinted that the block had already gotten some new shows for the beginning of the year, which fueled speculation inside of me. Could it be they had gotten what I hoped it to be? Sure enough, they did. And the first place I heard about it was on Faithful's Facebook page. I couldn't have been any happier, but the icing on the cake was this all took place a day before my birthday. And I still consider this the greatest birthday present anyone has ever given me. When February 7th came, I was ready to see the dub air on national television. And I have been following it with glee right up to now with the finale about to air, as I mail this. But do you want my overall opinion of the show now? Well, okay then. It's my favorite thing ever, no discussion needed. The animation, the composition, the flow, the pacing, the action choreography, the plot, and the twists, the comedy, the drama, the feels, the off-model junk, everything about it just makes me want to have an orgasm. But what really makes it for me are the characters. They are some of the most likable, distinct personalities that I've ever witnessed in any form of entertainment. With their relationships driving much of the interest in the narrative. My five favorite being Ryuko, Senketsu, Nanon, Satsuki, and most importantly, Mako. Hell, I'll even admit that primary antagonists Ragyo and Yui are really effective at getting me to be outraged with the effed up crap they perpetrate. Now, of course, I can't attest that everything in the anime is perfect. I didn't like how Ryuko kept going back and forth when it came to wearing Senkets. I wanted to see what Ragyo was like before she came in contact with the life fibers. I wanted to see Akiro and Sumugu be more useful when it came to assisting others. I also wanted to see more of the characters, Mako and Satki in particular, be fleshed out a bit more. But that's just me being petty. The final battle with Ragyo was pretty rushed as well. There were also all those debates in which Kill, Kill co opted with Guren Lagan or SAO2 as to which was better or more sexist. And then there were all the controversial moments like the bad time with Mommy Bad Touch and the beginning of the 21st episode, or what Mako really meant when she asked Ryuko on a date. Now, I'm getting too stir crazy. The point is, this show has made me think more times than anything else. And it's with that crazy devotion that I sign off from this email. At this point, I don't think I could ever stop watching Toonami because I've gone too far down the rabbit hole for me to come out. I'll give Akamega Kill a chance. And I'll be sure to check out Parasite and Intruder 2 when those come out too. Until then, later. Also, you can tell Keikaku Cat that I get where his Eramako OTP is coming from, but I ain't buying it. I'm with Alexander in the Ryuko Mako boat. Sorry. Thank you once again, everyone, for sending in your emails and tweets, especially your questions for Alex. We hope that you enjoyed Kill a Kill while it was airing on Toonami and enjoyed our final recap and wrap up for the series. I now return you to the rest of the episode.
3: Seriously. So, shall we do some uh, house cleaning?
2: Oh, um, no, we have uh, other things to take care of first, Paul. I mean, you oh. know, the usual okay. stuff. So. Alex, thank you once again very much for coming on the show. It has been wonderful to have you here.
0: No, thank you very much for inviting me on again. It was, it was a blast. And nice meeting all the rest of you, too, finally. Yay. Yes.
5: It was amazing to meet you. Yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> So, you, uh, yeah, thanks again, guys, again, for supporting Toonami and supporting, you know, all the shows on it, not just the ones I'm involved in, but, you know. That's why I we're here. here yeah it's it's great that you guys are doing this and so thank you very much again that's i'm really honored and flattered we like to think we're doing the work of the anime gods (laughs) you are anime gods
1: yes
0: (laughs) all right guys we'll have a good rest of the podcast and uh yeah just let me know when it's up um thanks again listeners for uh putting up with my long stories
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right guys take it easy thanks again all right, thank you. Bye. See you later, Bye. Alex. You. See you on the bus.
3: <laughs> All right, let's uh, finish this up. So let's get into the news right now.
1: From Facebook, Twitter, and the official Tsunami Tumblr, this is Toonami News, powered by TunamiFaithful.com.
2: The ratings for Saturday, July twenty-fifth, are as follows: eighteen to forty-nine ratings. Dragon Ball Z Kai, nine hundred and twenty-eight thousand, kill a kill, eight hundred and 67,000. Michiko and Hachin, 737,000. Sword Art Online 2, 654,000. Naruto Shippuden, 570,000. One Piece, 550,000. And Attack on Titan finishes tsunami with 488,000. 18 to 49. Solid. And Very the total solid. viewer ratings... Dragon Ball Z Kai, 1,540,000. Kill a Kill, 1,344,000. Michiko and Hachin, 1,069,000. Sword Art Online, 958,000. Naruto Shippuden, 879,000. And One Piece, 801,000. And Attack on Titan finishes Tsunami with 730,000.
1: Good stuff. Good stuff. Good uh, retention. Yes, good. Very good. <laughs> Particularly good in the adult demos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just kind of excited to, you know, I mean, there's always that little bit of apprehension, but also a little bit of excitement that you get when a new show is coming in. So uh, nothing yeah. but high hopes for Akamega Kill, But uh, yeah. which people trending. seem to be sniping at already.
3: <laughs> yes, but uh, <laughs> trending, trending was very, very good, and especially the one little piece of thing that we're going to talk about here in a minute. One little pizza thing? What? One little piece. Of, one little piece. Well, it's, I ahead, guess it's not a little. Piece. <laughs> I
1: was gonna say one. Did someone say one piece? <laughs> no. Do you find my nose amusing?
2: Only the robber knows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, United States trends for this past weekend: tsunami during DBZ Kai on the East Coast. hashtag DBZ Kai hashtag DBZ RF hashtag Kill a Kill. Senkets from Kill a Kill, hashtag Michiko and Hachin, hashtag Sword Art Online 2, hashtag ShipItIn, hashtag One Piece, and hashtag Attack on Titan. Worldwide trends, hashtag Kill a Kill.
1: Smooth, Sweet. baby. You know we're doing uh, I'm not going right to read
2: the here. tweet counts and the other things, but very important thing to note. Yes, on the top five Nielsen Twitter TV ratings for August 1st. Kill a kill was number four.
1: yes 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 in your face This so, is apparently
2: an honor that only the second season of space dandy has accomplished
3: Also let's just, let's just say it right now. Anaplex probably won't be going away from tsunami anytime soon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Most certainly, certainly not
2: well. Yes. They- Kind of depends on space. Mm.
1: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but um, I have nothing but confidence that um, we will see something very soon from oh, yes. Anaplex. Because, like I said, if they announced um, uh, Parasite a month ago, and that's not airing until October, imagine what they might announce when uh, Michiko and Hotchins getting towards the end of its run.
4: I uh, know, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Please be It Needs to be seen. <laughs> Please be hey, please be either Monoka or Magi. <laughs> That's all I ask.
2: So, we got the Akame Got Kill promo during Tsunami. People were kind of freaking out cuz it didn't play until
1: what was it? During Sword Arts? I think yeah. it was, yeah. Didn't think yeah. about it.
4: They placed it the where it was going to probably get the most attention.
1: But it's plus, been airing outside of uh Tsunami as well, right?
3: Right. Mm-hmm. Well, well, plus you got to understand too that Funimation probably gave them a lot of money to play those DBZ RF ads, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Guess <laughs> what? That's more money for shows, so shut up. <laughs>
1: but also, Dude, I Balls, also, a lot more people are going to go... It's a painful truth, but more people are going to go see Resurrection of F than could watch uh, uh, Akamega Kill on the airwaves, so... Mm.
4: Speaking of that movie... Dude, after seeing that sneak preview, man, I am going to buy that on Blu-ray.
1: Well,
3: let me put it to you this way. Um, if you haven't seen it, we are the only official source that you can see it from. If you see it anywhere else on YouTube, it's illegal and it needs to come down because Funimation has given us exclusive permission to put that up.
4: So... Yeah. <laughs> now,
1: know now the funny part... Since, I gotta, ooh, I get all tingly. <laughs>
4: now,
3: now, the funny part about it is is that YouTube... Said I couldn't monetize it, which I wouldn't monetize it anyways because I don't feel like getting a dagger in my back. Um, but number two, it's blocked in Spain. No other country, just just Spain. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why. I don't. I don't. I, I'm not gonna try to figure it out. But Spain's the only country we're blocked in. So, uh, <laughs> so I
5: mm-hmm. guess
3: I guess we're doing good if we're only getting
4: splo- blocked in Spain. To our fans yeah. in Spain, we, we apologize. That, yeah. that, that wasn't our call.
1: And for everybody out there in Spain, there are proxies you can go through. So if you absolutely <laughs> must.
3: And by the way, both that and the Akame Got Kill promo is up on ChinamiFaithful.com right now. So.
2: Mm-hmm. And the more I hear that Akame Got
1: Kill promo, the more I'm – I'm getting jazzed. I'm, st- yes. I'm stoked. You know, I've yet to see it. I hear it's got a lot of great action. It's got, oh, it's got a lot of great action. Got them S-death boobies starting in episode five. Mm. By the
3: way, by the way, I, I want to.
0: I,
1: I don't assassin. know.
3: If, I don't know if Toonami is going to use Sen- Sentai's hashtag that they put up, but as far as we're concerned, we're going to use a kill as one word in a hashtag. So I want to get that out there before anybody gets confused. That's
2: what was Sinta Where'd using?
3: Um,
1: Where'd you go, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> you get, like, you're
2: like, it was like walking away. <laughs> no, it's A. AGK.
1: A-G-K uh, hashtag, Tsunami. Yeah, it was hashtag oh. AGK Tsunami. Oh, this is
2: like when Anaplex tried to do Sao two nights. Yes, yes. Sorry.
3: I'm sorry. We are in charge of past I'll, I'll,
1: I'll talk to I'll talk to Drea and Christian and say let's say uh, trust us. We know that we know yeah. what you're doing. Come with we us. We have experience. You, come with us if you want to live.
5: Yes, yeah. <laughs> come yeah. so with us if
2: you want to live. trend with us if you
1: want to live. Yes.
2: <laughs> aside from uh, obviously all of the uh, mandatory pimping of Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F. That happened during tsunami that night. Uh, it should also be noted, it would have made sense to play the Akame ga Kill promo during Kill a Kill, but if they right. had done that, they would have ran way over time. Yeah, Kill a Kill probably already ran long because they, as far as I know, they didn't cut anything.
1: Kill a so, Kill ran pretty much to the limit.
5: Right.
2: Yeah, which is so. very nice of them to do.
5: <laughs>
2: so what other, better, what better they do that than. That. Uh, be too concerned with, because they played the Akami Got Kill promo what three
1: times? I, yeah. I'm pretty sure three, three or four times. They played it a bunch after, uh, after, um, after Kill a Kill. So, yeah. So
2: no worries, folks. I'm I'm sure you'll have a chance to see it or come check it out on the website.
3: Yeah, so, so one more thing, real quick. Um, then we'll hopefully get on out of here. Um, we, there is a review up for the movie Resurrection F up on tsunamifaithful.com right now. Um, and also when you guys, those of you that are going into theaters to watch it, we want you guys to let us know what you think of the movie using the hashtag tsunamifaithful Review and also using Funimation's hashtag DBZRF and let us know what you thought of the movie. You can tweet at Toonami news if you want to do that. That's fine. You can do that too as well. Mm-hmm. And let us know what you think of the movie because we want to see what you think. So, We Good
1: must bar, know because, you, you know, without you guys, we're not here. So we don't right. do what we do if you guys don't right. support us. So. And, and support automation.
2: Yes. We did, in fact, realize that there were other things that aired on Toonami this week. So real <laughs> quick, here's the miscellaneous talkbacks. Derek brought in, I'm stoked <laughs> For a comic guy, Kill, a decent dub shouldn't affect the story, in my opinion.
4: It won't. It's going to be it fucking won't. awesome.
2: Carius mm-hmm. writes in, Vegeta shot Wilhelm. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> ah!
2: That was pretty funny when I heard it. <laughs> Michael Morris writes in, Michiko sported that Matador's costume well, and it was nice to see her and Hachin return- reunited once again.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, really quick thing about Michiko and Hachin. that's what I, that's what really makes that show go is uh, rarely do you see a dynamic like what you got between uh, Michiko and Hotchin in that show star Overlord writes in this was a great episode of Michiko and Hotchin the amount of bull here
2: was incredible <laughs>
5: <laughs> had to have that one Yep.
2: Allison writes in, oh, thank goodness the Mary showed up. I thought the Straw Hats were aft and have to jump into the ocean for a second there.
1: Because <laughs> I know what's coming next. Yes, and so does Frank Fullmetal, who wrote in,
2: One Piece almost brought me to tears this week. I'm not ready for what I know is about to
1: come. Yes, we all, those of us know, who uh, have read ahead, so to speak, we know what's coming. It's going to kill you, people.
4: Thank
1: you, Oda, for pulling in heartstrings yet again. <sighs> I love you, got I... it, Oda. <laughs> Why do you make me, me feel feelings? Golly gee, Willikers, Batman. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, any more talk back? I think Jim just said that I swear like Captain America.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> you kiss your mother with that mouth? <laughs>
1: oh, Language. I think <clears throat> Mm, I think we me. broke Jim a little bit. <laughs> uh, just a minor glitch. Only mm-hmm. only a little.
3: And with that, let's do the house cleaning. You can email us, podcast at com. Email us anything you want about the podcast, but only things about the podcast. Uh, rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, also listen to us on SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com slash Tunami Podcast. You can pretty much do everything. Like you do on iTunes, you can download, um, but you can also comment, like, and um, follow can... us there as well. So please do that. Again, at SoundCloud.com slash Podcast. Follow us on Facebook. It's Facebook.com slash podcast, which is now over a 1,000 likes, thanks to you guys. Um, follow us on Twitter, at podcast and you can tumble with us on Tumblr. It's officialtumblrcom and as always, if you've missed an episode here or there or an exclusive which we will be putting more of the exclusives up on there as well. It's podcast.tunamifaithful.com. Uh Again, that's where you can find all the previous episodes, including ones that you heard with Jose and other previous exclusives. So go there. And last but not least, we have our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash podcast. Go there if you want to help us run this site, run the podcast, and do even better things for you guys, because we have a lot of things that we want to do. But as we've said several times, and I'm, I'm only going to say it once, we can't do more if we don't have the money to do so, or the funds to do so, so to speak. So if you can help us out, again, donate at patreon.com slash Uh We also have shirts up at Teespring. It's teespring.com faithful Podcast. If you guys, those of you that want bigger sizes, that's where you want to go to get them. Okay. Uh, it's not going to be up for long. It's not going to be up for, uh, you know, a long time. If you want it, you got to go get it now. Well, I'll just give more vodka and it'll be up longer. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, it's teespring.com slash Podcast. So, let's get on out of here. Jen, where can they find you?
5: Um, you can I'm find on me on.
3: Oh, God. <laughs> or the local bar. All the local bar. <laughs>
5: Yes, you can find me uh, at Twitter at Tarzana, and I also have an Ask FM, and that's at Tarzana as well. Send me mess- or send me questions.
3: I haven't gotten any in a while. Mm-hmm. Jim,
1: you can find me at Zero Twenty Seven on Twitter, uh, Rin Oku Ninety Five on the Wii U, and Baystar Underscore Boy on PlayStation Four. The PlayStation Network in general. Excuse me.
4: Jarrell? <laughs> Oh, you can find me at pistolpackingurkle.com. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 no,
4: but seriously, you can find me at Ukami underscore Samurai7 at twitter.com. I also have an ask that's ask.fm backslash ukami75. And if you want to send me any evil emails, you can do that at derailmadox at 290 com. By the way, you got to
3: let us know if Oscar emails you, because if he does, we're reading also, it. Oh, dude, the- I'm reading that,
4: man. We're
3: reading it on this podcast, and I will I will lay if to smack it down on him because he needs to stop. <laughs> uh, sketch, where can they find you?
2: You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984, on Tumblr, Sketch1984.tumblr.com, and you can ask me questions at ask.fm backslash Sketch1984 you have any comments or suggestions for the podcast you can direct those to sketch at tunamifaithful.com or podcast at tunamifaithful.com. and since he already left uh, i do believe alex von david's twitter handle is at alex von david pretty sure probably and paul where can they find you
3: you can find me on twitter at paul pascarlo can also find me on Instagram. It's Instagram.com slash Uh You can find me on another podcast called Two Strangers, One Podcast, which Darrell and Sketch joined me for last week. So please go to at StrangerPodcast on Twitter to listen to that episode because it's hilarious how Darrell destroys people. Um, <laughs> I wonder if I wonder, that now. I wonder if Oscar's wetting his pants. Anyways, moving mm-hmm. on. Oh, and and Sketch goes on a uh, hilarious Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle rant, which is... I love awesome.
4: sketches rants, man. It's I'm
3: nice. full of
2: piss and vinegar for that's Teenage <laughs> Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and lastly, you can ask me questions. It's ask.fm slash Paul Pasquillo You can ask me there. I haven't gotten some questions in a while, so please ask me questions as well. So that's it, guys. Thank you guys for listening to this very long podcast. We certainly hope you enjoyed listening. But that's it for the Tsunami Faithful Podcast this week. Peace. We're out.
5: Deuces! Kisses!
2: Congratulations. You mm-hmm. have survived.